Welcome to Twisted With Us. In the name of Furbies, Circus Peanuts, and Exploding Brains, this is our ongoing examination of Twisted. I'm Aaron. I'm Eric. And today we're reviewing Twisted. Wait, stop, Aaron, stop. What? Something about this doesn't feel right to me. There's something missing. It's kind of empty, right? We need... We need to do this right. We need the whole crew here. Let's just start this over. Welcome to Twisted With Us. In the name of fax QR codes and snorting anthrax, this is our ongoing examination of Twisted. I'm Aaron. I'm Eric. And I'm Robbie. And today we're reviewing Twisted's 2000 album, Cryptic Collection. 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 <laughs> what? You see, you keep doing these weird accents. What is it? That, I feel like that was just like a weird, uh, I don't know, a, emphasis? Inflection? Get emphasis. to it. Welcome to Twisted With Us. This is huge. This is huge. Because I am not only here with my co-host with the co-host, Eric. Correct. Okay. Co-host with the co-host, Eric. Now, I've thought about this, and we have another person to introduce but i don't think he's the co-host with the comos he can't be the co-host with the comos wait we can all be that what is he he is and i I put a lot of deliberation into this i'd like to welcome everybody for the first time my co-host tasteless with the comos tasteless (laughs) (laughs) robbie hello robbie how are you oh my god better now welcome better now to being one of us robbie if, if you didn't gather this robbie is now officially the the third member, the third co-host of Twisted with us. Oh, co-host. I want to take you co-most. to co-host. <laughs> to the co-co-coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Perfect. I'm glad to be here. Excited to be here. Uh, it was fun to do the first two. And honestly, I felt a little bit of sadness to not be joining on future episodes. And uh, and and then here we are with no more sadness, no more tears. I'm here for the long haul, baby. You know, we've been talking about this for a long time. Aaron and I had this discussion when we did the first House of Crazies episode, like, hey, should we consider having Robbie guest on the rest of these? And then after we did the two most tasteless episodes, I think not only I think the vibe just feels right and, and we like having you as a part of this, like we got a lot of feedback from people saying, absolutely, we yeah. want Robbie there, too. So this only makes sense. This is a perfect marriage of three men that do a podcast about Twisted together. Three men marriage. and a pod baby. I'm glad you guys got the opposite uh, feedback as me, because I just got a lot of emails and uh, direct text messages saying that you suck uh, you mm. should never be on microphones. I hope you die. Oh. Um, that's death the threats. Yeah. And some in the mail. So some in the direct that mail. warehouse full of people that I hired what? to spam you worked. OK, Wait, cool. You, you're getting like direct mail, like pre-printed glossy postcards that just like are like, hey, get your windows replaced. Also, we hope you die. Yeah. No return address, which is unsettling. Oh, wow. uh, just straight threats. Damn. Some have yeah. little drawings of knives and guns and things and like an arrow pointing at a stick figure that just says you. It's weird. 
My you didn't find any uh, anthrax in there, did you? <laughs> um, I hope not. I did find some coke and did it, but I, oh. I could have misjudged that. There was a copy of The Sound of White Noise in there, Aaron. Oh, shit. <laughs> I did throw that on at a nice time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while, while you're doing the anthrax blow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Typical Saturday night around here. I get poked the fuck out and throw on some anthrax. Every Saturday night, I turn on some anthrax and then I do some anthrax. (laughs) Yeah. It's a rush. Yeah. Anthrax on, anthrax in. in. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now that's a shirt. (laughs) So is it already? This it should be a shirt. It could be a shirt. (laughs) Did the band anthrax? This is something I'm unaware of. Did they have a hard time surrounding um, they did. the events of Anthrax? Yes, that became an actual thing. They they ran into real challenges around that because there was such sensitivity around Anthrax mail scares. Yeah, they couldn't probably mail anything for a while. No, not for a long time. No. Their, their fan club was fucked. <laughs> yeah. Man, all the middle schoolers needing Anthrax shirts at that time were <laughs> Those they were, were actually hot in 2001, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel like they're still pretty. I mean, I, you could probably still find them at Hot Topic back then, yeah. I think 2001 was in the anthrax lull, and I think anthrax was hot in the 80s, 90s, then lull. Then, like, uh, all the like crossover skate punk hardcore kids were like, oh, wait, this is just like all the new stuff I listen to. This is cool again, except the vocals always a little too high for me. I'm not a high vocal guy. Which uh, vocals are you? So Joey Belladonna was the original vocalist for Anthrax. Oh, y'all are already waiting for heard me. The 80s stuff. Okay. Because. Um, screechy, you know, 80s who was, metal Who was the guy from Armored Saint that took over on The Sound of White Noise? John Bush. Oh, John Bush okay. was the vocalist. So that. Not him either in 01. Brought, brought it down a little. Gave it a little more of a alt metal vibe at that point still still pretty thrashy but not quite the way all the earlier stuff was well, why, why, are we, why are we talking about anthrax right now yo y'all welcome to anthrax with zach <laughs> who the wow. fuck is zach <laughs> we're all zach oh okay I'm Anyways, zach. the lesson learned here is that robbie did lines of anthrax off of an anthrax cd while listening to the anthrax cd off of the case you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah anyways yeah. Open the welcome, the Robbie, to the fold, the, the warm fold that is this show. The warm fold. Be here. Happy to fold. I'm gonna origami uh, this bitch. That it was sounds what you got. That actually sounds like it could be part of a song. Yeah, it sounds like a line in a song I wouldn't like, so I take it back. Perfect. Quick, Aaron, write that down so we don't forget it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, y'all. We have a lot of stuff to do today. We First do. off, we do. This is an album review. I mean, we have to talk about the Cryptic Collection. We have to score it one out of five worthinesses of erections. <laughs> is it that one? Is every collection uh, yeah. on that scale these days? If collection yeah. is in the title, then yes. All right. Of course. I think that's the standard, right? Yeah. Uh, but we have to talk about Cryptic Collection. And as always, y'all, we're going to be doing a track by track. But first, we need some sweet, sweet nuggets of background information. Yeah. That's like nuggets dipped in honey, which I always thought was weird that McDonald's was like, what sauce do you want? Fucking honey? What? Who's dipping their nuggets in honey? 
Me and child, maybe. Yeah. That was check my this go-to. out. Recent discovery as of late: mozzarella sticks and honey. No, fuck that. They're not honey not. and syrup. No. I was great in syrup. I'm sure it's good in honey. I was almost okay with the honey thing because I was like, cheese and honey, like that could be a thing. But when you say syrup, okay, listen, I'm out. If you can go to a fancy charcuterie place uh, and get a a charcuterie board that has wine and and cheese and honey and berries, last episode we did. Did It's everyone now. It's going to be a thing. Okay, welcome to charcuterie with Charles. Charles, yeah, Charles. Sure. What is your name, um, Charles Cootery? Charles, Charles Cootery. Cootery. It's like a and secret agent. Big Cootery. shout out to Charles Charles Cootery. Cootery. <laughs> uh, I like my, I like my yeah. meats thinly sliced and laid out on a wooden board, not stirred. <laughs> uh, so we need to get into this album. Let's, let's get to the information. Actually. I want to get to something else before we get to the information. Do Since it. Robbie is officially part of the show and he is Twisted History, just a note for anybody that's going, wait a minute, is Robbie going to do every episode with them, even the ICP stuff? No, the ICP stuff is just still me and Aaron. Like if they drop a new album or the next songs we still missed, that's us. But all the Twisted With Us episodes Robbie is in. So there's the clarification there. Yep, ICP and, with we is you guys' territory. Twisted right. with us, us guys' territory. Correct. Absolutely. Exactly. And can we take a moment to look at the beautiful new artwork featuring Robbie? Oh, I look mean, at that. First of all, oh, it's wow. it's already probably spoiled. It spoiled the episode immediately, but it looks amazing. If you're not seeing it yet, it's because uh, I posted the episode with the old artwork and then changed it after so that Yo. we could shock you. I wish you could do the thing where you like halfway, like, you know, at a certain point in the episode, it appears. Oh, oh that would be great. That. And we could maybe like, like star wipe you in. Oh, yeah, that would be good. In you my mind, really... that's your appearance. You star wiped into our show. Absolutely. Like that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. Okay. Star wiped sounds like what I did in the bathroom five <laughs> minutes before we started. All right. Well. <laughs> Uh, that was a good run, gang. Uh, you can have your show back. <laughs> you know, I have a question, though. Uh, Aaron was a few minutes late for the show because he was getting water. Now I'm curious where he was getting his water from. Oh, no. So I, Clearly I, was, the toilet. Uh, I was I was making water oh, in both, okay, in okay, both ways. There's, there's both a callback. All right. Yeah. So, Robbie, yes. the Cryptic Collection mm. released in, from what I can tell, and again, I know that there are multiple dates when this released because it it released at the gathering. Then I believe it also hit stores later, something like that. But we're going to say late 2000, about a year and a half since the most tasteless reissue went by uh, and what over two years since the original version came out. Now, between that last album, most tasteless reissue and this one. We had a few different things happen, right? Twisted appeared on Psychopathic Rada's first album, Dumpin'. They had some songs featured on Psychopathics from Outer Space, which we're going to talk about later. Blaze released his debut EP on Psychopathic, which has Twisted and ICP features. Those may have been on the same day, same time kind of thing. I'm not sure. What do we need to know about Twisted and probably ICP and Blaze during that time frame? I mean, the most... Time-consuming thing, I guess, that happened was the Wicked Clowns from Outer Space tour, where Twisted opened for ICP for, like, 
a year or something like that was a tour that just kept going and going that's where you get the psychopathics from outer space cd as well as dumpin first appears there um they were kind of tour exclusives as their original release so that all happens and then those guys just toured the fuck out of the u.s just playing mid-sized clubs anywhere they could and adding leg after leg after leg and that i mean took them up through basically all of 1999 starting in like fall and then the first few months of 2000 and then they were pretty much just locked in the studio working on their next you know upcoming lp that i guess the i guess it was announced by this point that it was going to be called freak show in that time period, Esham briefly joined Psychopathic. There was a t- period when Dark Lotus had officially turned from ICP and Twisted to ICP, Twisted, and Esham. They were going to release a series of albums called the Necronomicon that was going to be an ICP, no, two ICP albums, which had weird names that were like a scrambling of letters that ended up being Bizarre Bizarre later when they realized that was a horrible idea. Esham's Tongues was to be part of it. Twisted's Freak Show was to be part of it. And then I believe Dark Lotus Tales from the Lotus Pod was the final of the five albums that you would put together and make the Necronomicon, which I think had a map or something. The kind of all the kind of stuff that, you know, Psychopathic used to advertise and do every now and then, but more advertise than do. And then Esham and ICP had a falling out. So that whole idea was scrapped. Wait, Esham and ICP yeah. had a falling out? Oh, yeah. That, one doesn't, of that doesn't sound right. Countless. No. <laughs> um, and then also in the uh, Amazing Jekyll Brothers booklet, to, to go back some, they had advertised that there was a new album called Psychopathic Riders that was ICP, Twisted, Blaze, and Misery, all rapping together on, you know, stolen gangster rap beats as gangster rap characters. And there is a classic ICP phone number game in the booklet there for uh, Amazing Jericho Brothers. And when you put the, there is like a, a multiple choice quiz. And if you got it all right, you got a phone number and it took you to a different um, hotline than the typical ICP hotline where they had a long message detailing an event that was to take place in December of 99 uh, called the Gathering of the Juggalos. It was going to be a one day event, I think, and it was going to have, you know, they promised a bunch of stuff that they couldn't possibly pull off, (laughs) but it was going to have, you know, tons of artists doing all kinds of stuff and all kinds of stuff for sale. They advertise every ICP T-shirt of all time would be on sale and (laughs) every release they'd ever done and all things like that. And it was going to be weirdly, yeah, like late December of, of 99, which I have to assume either. A, was too close to the announcement to pull off. B, they realized people weren't going to drive there, you know, in late December in the Midwest. Uh, C, all of the above, probably. Probably. If you want to know a lot more about that contest and all this stuff with the phone number, we go into great detail about it, I believe, in episode 14 of our show. Perfect. Someone say painstaking. Yes. Mm, I stake some pains myself. So they pushed that back to July 21st and 22nd of 2000. Mm -hmm. So basically leading up to that, ICP was touring sometimes with Twisted, sometimes not. They did a whole leg of 
uh, the Wicked Clown Smarter Space Tour. The last leg of it was featuring mm. Isham and not Twisted. Twisted was at home working on their upcoming record, Freak Show. And then they kind of all got together and, you know, celebrated with the first gathering. And that is where this album was released, as well as the Blaze Dead Homie EP. So would you say that during this time, this last, you know, year and a half ish, you could practically watch as they changed and mutate into a freak show, twisted serial killing juggalos? I think you could, honestly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, they started, you know, the 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 most tasteless national version reissue, re-release, whatever you want to call it, era with their kind of spider leg braids, baby powder and little black around the eyes. And then by the end of 99, they were full on white and black ICP colored face paint. Yep. Black around the eyes, white still with the braids and yeah that just continued they kind of continued upgrading little by little yeah. on the look slowly evolving right. that look getting right. a little snowballed corpsey uh mm-hmm. with the white contacts and all that stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah so by this point by the time we get the cryptic collection we've got jamie and paul i'm picturing them right now in what they wore at that gathering wearing freak show jerseys to advertise the upcoming album paul had a uh, blonde braids Jamie had the classic spider legs and they were ready to drop a mysterious collection. I thought I thought you were going to say a deuce. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I yeah. almost <laughs> finished the sentence. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I see online the Ooh. date November 13th, 2000. Now, you said that the this album and Blaze's debut EP both mm-hmm. were released in June at the gathering. Uh, July. July at the gathering. So why do you think I my suspicion is these things slowly trickled out to stores and at some point were available to order special order or hit indie record stores and stuff. I remember I was working at Borders in Fort Lauderdale at the time, and I bought this off the shelf when it came into the store. Do you remember if that was before or after Freak Show and Bizarre Bizarre came out? Because November 8th would be like a week after it was albums, okay. So two thousand. Mm, it must have been after. It had. Mm, gosh, that's that's a good question. It had to have been after. Although in my brain, I would have said one hundred percent before. Because I know I had heard these before, but maybe I downloaded them. I don't think I had a physical copy of either in the year two thousand. I would guess. I know I got Cryptic Collection one and two on the Hatchet Rising tour in two thousand one. The Blaze EP I randomly found at a Tower Records, maybe early early fall of 2000 at the earliest. I think um, I've mentioned this before. I remember knowing that the Blaze EP had come out and it might have mm-hmm. been it was I'm fairly certain it was late summer at some point. But going to the Coconuts record store outside the Sawgrass Mills Mall in Fort Lauderdale to buy that. So I have a feeling the the like hard facts of it would be that they came out of the gathering both and then you could probably order them from psychopathic if you were an indie store or any store that did business directly mm-hmm. with psychopathic as soon as that festival was over and they kind of just made their way out to stores little by little because there was no major you know pushing them it's weird because now that you bring it up the timing blurs just a little bit in my brain because i remember listening to it in the car with my friend dickie who i talked about in story time that we had a rap group together and there's that line where jamie says i'm blowing up like the world trade and i remember dickie's face being like holy shit what the fuck because that song was written about an earlier bombing during the 90s mm-hmm. 
And at that point, it was after 9-11. That would have been well after these came out. That It would have been well after. So maybe I was just listening to it later down the road or something like that, because I know I bought this when I lived in Florida. So either way, it came out at the gathering and then trickled out to stores throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. Discogs even says February 1st, 2000, which is horseshit. And whoever runs Discogs, get (laughs) on there and fix it. Yeah, you stupid dicks. Uh, I'm glad you brought up that line, though, because I had notes about it when whenever we get to it yes it that that threw me for a whirlwind we'll, for a we'll get there we'll get uh, but there. we'll get there yeah so when this album released it released with two different cover options uh one of them was twisted on the cover the other one was uh michael myers and jason Voorhees on the cover they're they're serial killers nondescript <laughs> I, I shouldn't have given them actual names because it's not actually them. i believe i had the one with the serial killers cover and then later they reissued it with a cover that combines the two we're going to talk about those in a moment much like forgotten freshness for anybody that doesn't know the cryptic collection series which this is the first in a series spoiler alert collects rare unreleased and alternate versions of twisted and House of Crazies tracks. This album actually contains four tracks that were originally recorded for a Mr. Bones solo album in 1996, but were never released. We talked about this, Aaron, because Jamie couldn't afford to get it pressed on tapes at the time. That's right. Yeah. So there's the info, Robbie. Thank you for the history. Uh, oh, my yeah. info seems far less important. Mine's history with a Z, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think you should sell yourself short. That information is very important. Thank you. Thank you. We should begin our review. And, and as always, we begin by discussing the album covers. So we have uh, provided to us from Eric three links, the two original covers that came out and then the reissue cover. So let's go ahead and start with cover A, uh, which would be the cover with them at the podium. Yeah. Like behind red and white stripes. Yes. Presidential podium. And they're giving just an absolute banger of a speech, as you can see by their poses. But um, yeah, yeah, no, they have the white, uh, white face paint on with the dark around the eyes, the contacts. Yep. They're definitely a way different twisted than the twisted that we reviewed last week. Correct. And I love the Photoshop work here because Paul is clearly standing up straight and they've slapped him in there in front of Jamie in a way that his body couldn't possibly fit. And the hatchet man charm is hanging straight down instead of off the side. I never thought about that. It's it's terrible Photoshop work. Uh, (laughs) Also, quick question here. Is Jamie doing a forks up forks down there? Is he ringmastering it? I think that's not impossible, actually. I always thought Paul was doing a three and then Jamie was doing like a put a trance on anything but that is probably both jamie's hands and i think he so. might, might be alluding to that or just doing some hand stuff hard to say i feel like jamie's got his chubby little digits in the air there yeah, yeah. No, i i think uh i think they're both both jamie's hands yes. i don't yeah. think i think so uh yeah i don't think one of them is paul although it's led to believe that one of them uh, the three is paul right no um, i don't think so i think it's both i think it's supposed to be both yeah jamie's i think hands. i just miss saw it my whole life yeah, but I think it is. Well, like you know, I miss saw it as well, and I th- I think that it's also attributed to the terrible, terrible Photoshop. <laughs> it's I mean, bad. That is such an insane. It's really bad position to be in. <laughs> but, I never uh, thought about it when you say that Hatchet Man charm. And it, yeah, that's absolutely not. Yeah, really I didn't. I didn't catch it. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't catch that one. The anyway, other reason so- I believe that the bottom hand is also hmm. Jamie's is because of, and this might be 
crappy photoshopping, but it it looks like his arm is bent there because you can see the folded sleeve and everything. So yeah, no, no, no that's yeah, definitely yeah. his hands. Yeah. I can yeah yeah no it, it is. Um, we'll get into it later, but you can even tell because his nails are a little long, and he yes. makes reference to it uh, down the line. Uh, mm-hmm. Conceptually, this is awful. Uh, just ugly. It's a, just an ugly album cover. It's not. Yeah, it's not good. It's not put together well. the The artwork is bad. The color scheme is. I mean, it's red, white, and blue, but it's not like it's just it's red, like white a bars. Weird. What they should have done is hung a. Um, vertically hanging American flag, an actual American flag, even if they just mm-hmm. stole a picture off the Internet or something behind yeah. them, because the horizontal red and white bars, it just looks bonkers to me. It's crazy. It looks weird. But, well, and like the but like the blue logo is like a, a lighter blue than Robbie. Tell us what the fuck American, is happening here. What is, what yeah, is what's going on? Oh, boy. Well, uh, you've got Jamie. You've got Paul. They're making what looks like a silent speech. Because <laughs> um, they don't have microphones, they're just kind of looking at you. There, uh, uh, somehow the Hatchet Man is involved with the United States. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what anyone was thinking about this because pol- Twisted's not a very political group. We mentioned a few references in the last episode about you know like cops and the president and stuff, right. but but when I think Twisted, especially this era, I do not think politics or you know government. Uh, yeah, it's it's I mean, they're obviously supposed to be giving a, a presidential address, but it just whose idea was it? it had to be Jamie's idea because every idea is Jamie's idea. But it's, it's crazy that they couldn't just pose for a picture together to snap, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is definitely from a photo shoot from mid 99. Like this is from the photo shoot for the original uh, or for, for the for the national issue of Most Tasteless. Yeah, because there's more photos of them with these outfits and this hair. And this is so, before full makeup as well. Yeah. So someone in yeah. psychopathic art department just took something and slapped it together because yes. Twisted were busy in the studio and they needed to get something put together for this idea. I just noticed the cigarette behind Paul's ear. I never noticed mm-hmm. that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weirder is the back cover, which just has a big bat licking its nose. That's true. And that font, God, what are they doing? (laughs) There's a certain aspect of this that feels very rushed and slapped together. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is definitely like the gatherings coming up. we got to have some original product to A, tempt people to go to it and B, to sell things at it that people don't already have. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... It looks it looks rough. And I've never thought about it because I've just had it, you know, since I was a kid. Yeah. But like holding the one that you're looking at on your computer, I'm holding uh, a version of it in my hand and it looks worse somehow. It looks the, the <laughs> um, like it looks a little grainier and, and, and like pixelate. Like it just like a bad print job, basically. Not shocked. Well, uh, so, OK, I could forget like if, if this was something that I went to the gathering and I got at, as like released at the gathering you know what i mean mm-hmm. i would accept this absolutely oh, I mean, i've accepted it my whole life <laughs> yeah but uh but like as a national release i would be like this looks like shit <laughs> yeah. you know like it doesn't it doesn't look i don't like this cover it's but weird because yeah, I, I, I didn't like question it really when i had it back at the time like i i right. knew i i knew looking at it i'm like this looks kind of whack but I had the serial killers cover, so that one looks a little less awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess we get into that one. Let's look. Yeah, I guess we could. Okay. So, anyways, this one before we leave, this one had an insert for the Blaze 
album coming out. The other one has it too. Yeah, they all. Uh, so let, let's hop into the other option, and that is the uh, serial killer mask option. Same background. Yeah, yeah. Just different, different poses with different props and stuff. No podium. So this is just <laughs> these killers are in front of stripes. Yeah, the the stripes in the background is weird. If they had just gotten rid of the black and or the red and white stripes and just put a a gray background or a gradient or a portal swirl or something, this would actually be kind of a sick album cover. I don't know. I would love to see this with the most tasteless portal swirl. Honestly, yeah, that would rock. And maybe they're coming for America or like the president. Like, did maybe Jamie and Paul have are at this podium because they killed the president or something and these killers are bodyguards i mean i don't know i'm trying to make sense of uh bad photoshop in this nonsense. one it feels like the serial killers are the people that are representing america yeah and you know maybe it's smarter than we thought maybe there's a real message there it might be pretty clever yeah i, I was confused at where their act their axe handles kind of just disappear on it, but i, I it's photoshop. just harsh shadowing yeah well the they also edited stupidly michael myers shoulder and arm are cut yeah, out just disappear after the yeah. that's that's where my that's where the confusion came yeah. yes yeah okay that's let's let's get to the last one yeah mm-hmm. the reissue cover so we got both oh we've got so this is you know we got jamie and paul standing at the podium as we've seen and then the shadow of the serial killers from their cover is is laid over them mm. but in reverse kind of not really yeah, it's it's behind the it's so the first two covers have the shadow of the image behind it like a shadow. And yes, this yeah. kind of has that slapped behind it, but in a different scale and reversed. It doesn't almost cartoonish the like they're coming out of each giant. other, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yeah. but what what happened to that parental advisory sticker? Did it get bigger and faker? Yeah, it got massive. Yeah. <laughs> now it bleeds yeah. into the border. Yes. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. It is definitely a mess. Uh, I, and this one, I, maybe just because the file, the better, better files quality. are available online, but this one has better quality stripes. <laughs> I don't know. Awful. I don't know. It's still bad. Yeah. yeah not The not thing great. I do like about this one is if you took the unnecessary president stuff away, I, I do kind of like the idea that you've got Jamie and Paul with the shadow of Jason and Michael Myers, like it, as if that's their shadow. Yeah. And, you know, their like, secret identities like, kind of thing. Do you remember the the original posters and stuff or maybe I think even like the cover of the DVD and Blu-ray and stuff for Star Wars, The Phantom Menace was young Anakin Skywalker, but his shadow behind him was Darth Vader. Same concept. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they stole it. A year well, later. this would have been oh, within yeah, a year after that. Later. No, well, yeah. the reissue one would have been down the line. So maybe they did just steal that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Could have been 2011, I guess. Yeah. All right. 20 of fucking 11. Great. This is not a good album cover. Nope. I would not. I would not proudly display this in an (laughs) album collection like face out. You know what I mean? I'd put the spine in in a list of albums. But here's the thing. Is it fair to judge this album by its cover? The only way we can know is if we go track by track. I mean, I judge all books by them. So I think we're good. We can end here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you next week. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs> well, let's go track by track. Yeah. Uh, we're, right. Let's go ahead and start off with the uh, first track. 
if you don't mind. The track name is Twisted, in parentheses, intro two. This was an alternate intro for uh, Most Tasteless. Eric, what are your thoughts? Yeah, listening to this, and I don't have the CD in front of me, and I don't remember, so Robbie, you might be able to help with this, but (laughs) I couldn't help but wonder if this was an alternate intro recorded for the original version of Most Tasteless, or if they recorded this prior to the reissue. Do you know? This, yeah, this was basically the original intro to Most Tasteless. Uh, It says in the booklet that it was recorded in December of 97, so like right out the gate. Oh. And then I, you know, when they did, you know, by the time they finished the album, it just didn't feel like it suited it anymore so they scrapped it okay uh i personally really like the music in the background of this track it's cool and you can see if this was the they produced this first that maybe the music and the backing track helped inspire what actually did become the intro because there's some similarities there i think the stuff that jamie is saying here kind of sounds like he mashed together a bunch of existing quotes that vaguely fit into a monologue. Like he read some Sun Tzu and watched Patton and he took his favorite lines and went, here we go. There's a or maybe some Braveheart mixed in there. I'm not sure. I'm kind of glad they didn't use it because the original is a lot more fitting. But I also wish I could hear the end of this track instead of that psychopathics from outer space, old school twisted thing, because they use that exact same old school twisted just without flipping the end, on uh, Old School Pervert, I think. Wrong. It's before Blam. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's just, uh, I think it's uh, on Murder, 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 originally on Psychopaths from Outer Space. But yeah, it's just sampled directly from that. Still wrong. It's still before Blam. Didn't change. No, on murder, um, murder, murder, that's the one where they say something like uh, these true, stupid humans, all they think like, about is yeah, murder yeah. or whatever. But. You wouldn't like Earth anyway. There's way too much murder. That's right. That's right. Old school twisted from the rubble of Earth's ashes or something, I think, is that. Old school twisted found in the rubble of Earth's remains. But anyway. Take this out. I can't be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. This is. Those are my thoughts. I, I thought this was interesting to hear once, but I'm glad they didn't use it. Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, same thing. Um, it's cool for what it is. I think, you know, it doesn't once you've heard like lyrically and thematically what's going on in Most Tasteless, this makes no sense because no. they're not charging into battle to, you know, I mean, on the album cover for the reissue, they are they're 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 battling demons or whatever. But oh, but it yeah. doesn't really it doesn't really suit, you know, what they're talking about on that album at all. It's a little bit too triumphant for like weed and murder album but uh but it sounds cool <laughs> a too triumphant for well and and definitely too triumphant for the leftovers uh from a weed and murder album <laughs> yeah. yeah i do kind of wish that yeah like you said i could hear what they said because i'm either picturing like there's a classic violent j yelling twisted that they would use That's to introduce live yeah or maybe they said most tasteless. I don't Something. know. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> or maybe there was an evil Ed verse and they cut it out. Yeah. Um, either way, um, it's fine. Yeah, it does what it does. I'm glad. The thing I like about these is, you know, nothing left on the cutting room floor for the most part, which actually I'll get to something I'm annoyed about later on that tip. But uh, overall, I just, you know, they made an intro for an album. I- I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what do you think about it? Yeah, I concur. Uh, honestly, big old agreement over here. Fun to hear in this sense, but uh, yeah, and it's cool. The production value is is pretty awesome. The monologue is cool, but it yeah, it doesn't apply no. at all to most tasteless. Uh, so I'm glad they scrapped it. They did. They had the right move. 
All right, let's move on to track two. Fun fact, and I believe the notes on this are in the booklet for Cryptic Collection. They were sued by KFC for copyright infringement <laughs> on this one. This song is called What the Fuck Extra Crispy Mix. Yeah, yeah, not allowed. Not not allowed. That's a lie. That didn't actually happen. Uh, the original version of the song obviously appeared on Most Tasteless. Uh, Robbie, why don't you go ahead and get us started on this one? Sure. Yeah, um, I like this. I'm, I'm looking at the booklet right now, and it just basically says that it is a remix. That's about all there is to it. It was a B-side for the How Does It Feel single, uh, which I think was like a super, super limited CD single given to radio, probably. Hmm. But uh, yeah, the, the big difference here is there's no blaze on the hook saying the, you know, whatever he says in the hook. Now Jamie's saying all that stuff in the background of the what the fucks. The beat, I think, is a little harder. Like, there's hard gunshot sounds, a lot of echo on them. The bass stands out more. But overall, this is just the same song, slightly tweaked. Yeah, I like it okay. But I, if it wasn't on here, I wouldn't miss it. But it, it, I'm happy to hear it, you know? Uh, Aaron, what do you got? Uh, okay, so, so when the song first started out, I was like, I think my speakers are broken on my computer. And then I realized, <laughs> I looked closer and I said, oh, no. This is the extra crispy finger licking good one. <laughs> but hot take, I think I might prefer this version. Really? Really? That, yeah. Listen, I don't like the blown out like hook parts, right? Uh, and like the intro and stuff like that. But I love how they totally changed the uh, the increase the deceased part in the hook mm-hmm. uh, in the intro and stuff to a higher pitch than on the original version. It's not a higher pitch. It's Jamie instead of Blaze. But it's, it's higher up. It you sure know, is. on the register. Yes, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, really fucking like that. I like how it feels a little bit more raw than uh, the mix that ended up on Most Tasteless. I just, it, it felt, it kind of felt a little raw like House of Crazies to me. And I just, I like that. Yeah, it's, it hits hard. It's weird because it does feel more raw. I'm not see I'm not a fan of this version. I love the original version of it, the original recipe, if you will. And mm-hmm. mostly because this mix just feels off to me. I feel like the vocals are up too loud. The music seems thin and kind of at times the beat, uh, the drums feel kind of buried in the mix, which is weird. Uh, I don't <laughs> love that they replaced Blaze on the hook because that's one of my favorite parts about that track. And I, from what I can tell, they re-recorded all their vocals for this. Uh, there is one part very specifically that's always stood out to me where Paul runs out of breath and has to take a breath in the middle of shit to make your ears bleed. And in this version, that's mm. not there. Oh. I think they fully re-recorded all the vocals for this. But huh. super possible. Yeah, I think this version just ends up to me feeling kind of busy and loud, but it's fun to hear once. I can't help but wonder if they did this for a reason. Maybe if they they had the ISI version and Jay was like, okay, no Blaze. I don't want Blaze. Re-record this. Do it again. And yeah. they ended up the other version just sounded better or something. I don't know. I, I'm curious about what the story was. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they, like, they were like, this could also be – maybe they were testing it as a single and they didn't like it as much. So they you know threw it on a B-side. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. No, I I, th- I feel like the chorus like feels more frantic in this version. Yeah, you know is. what I mean? It is. Um, but uh, yeah, and and that's not to say. I mean, I loved the first version, the original version, right? You know, I I was a fan of the original version. Still am. I I, I really fuck with this though. 
You know, I'm I mean, what it. it comes down to is it's it's a relatively subtle difference. But if you're really familiar with the original song, it's going to stand out and go. Something's not the same about this. This feels wrong, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Or different. I shouldn't say wrong. Feels different. Right. Yeah. 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 Feels remixed. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, uh, next up, we've got I Could, which is the first of the tracks from the unreleased Mr. Bones something weird ep Mm. um see aaron what do you what do you think about this yeah so this i mean it's a simple message one-liner i can do this i don't have to this i can it's simple it's a simple premise right i think the beat is pretty cool i love the flows it's not super long this actually is a pretty fucking cool track i'm glad to hear that and this is exactly where i i would want to hear this right it's pretty fucking good. It's not too long. Simple premise. Flows are dope. Nice beat. Eric? Uh, you know, when I listen to this, I, I like the premise of don't put me in a box, right? Just because I do this doesn't mean that. But there's also a sort of uh, random thoughts flow to it that that almost makes this feel like it could be the inspiration for numerous ICP songs like like if oh, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. The Jay oh, has yeah. done a lot of songs that kind of run down this path, which I wouldn't be shocked if this was sort of part of the inspiration for it. Uh, I also feel like they cut this song off before it actually ends. Honestly, it feels like this is just a portion of a song. Like maybe there was verses by somebody else or something that they chopped out. Or maybe there was an evil Ed verse and they cut it out. Mm. And Listening to it, especially in the car, that reception bell dinging throughout this song, because it happens like ding, 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 ding a couple of times. Oh, yeah. It's so like at first I'm like, is that in this fucking song? Like, I know I've heard this before, but this is really fucking me up. I think this is this is fine. It's cool to hear. Probably great in the context of the full something weird EP. Uh, I'd like to hear the whole song because I believe there's more to it. But Robbie, what did you think? Yeah, I like this one. Uh, When you said if uh, that hit a chord with me immediately because i was looking at the lyrics right now and just like oh this reminds me of exactly that song yeah yeah you know he can do a lot of things but he doesn't necessarily have to do a few other things uh he's not cypress hill but he likes hitting bongs i didn't know that only cypress hill hit bongs but only they do you know, yeah yeah they're the only ones the first time i heard this i threw all of mine uh into the woods <laughs> <laughs> well isn't um isn't that the name of the cypress hill album hits from the bong maybe that's a reference directly to the name of the album yes maybe maybe True. yeah um but yes. yeah i i, I uh yeah, it's cool. Um, I, I always loved, I think, honestly, weirdly, my favorite thing about this song is how it ends just with that damn. And then it starts the next one. Like you said, it maybe did appear longer originally or maybe it was not completely finished or something. But um, the thing that is most frustrating about this album overall to me, I think, is that these something weird tracks always make me wonder how they flowed into each other, how they interacted or even what order they would have gone on in that original EP if I'm remembering correctly, they all kind of end jarringly um, or like with a little like, you know, loop of the last line or something or like some reverb on there or whatever. And I'm wondering like how they, how they transition initially, but um, that's, you know, something we'll probably never know because 
Jamie has never gone back and, and re-released it as a full thing. So. That's crazy because uh, I'd love to hear the full thing. Also, just a quick correction. Hits from the Bong was a song on their first album. And then okay. later on, they did a Greatest Hits album called Greatest Hits from the Bong. Got it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But yes, Cypress Hill reference uh, from an album that was definitely out at that time. So I think it's partially that. Oh, yeah. And history-wise, uh, this song was recorded in November of 96. So if you're doing the timeline, October 1st was Head Trauma release. And then they did some of those dates on the uh, House of Crazies, did some of the dates on that Wicked tour that got cut short because Jay mm-hmm. broke his collarbone. And then they picked that tour up in mid to late December, I think. So basically in the window after Head Trauma and before, you know. In, in the, the downtime the weird- between, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I got you. Jamie went in and recorded an EP. And since, um, you know, they never did a full follow up album to House of Crazy, this is basically the first, like, or the, the last, like, original material from that era outside of the stuff that we've heard uh, unreleased on some yeah. of the murder, murder, murders, and ghosts and whatnot. But yeah, it's cool. It's, it's a cool snapshot of what he, he was sounding like at the time, yeah. transitioning between yeah. House of Crazies and Twisted. Oh, it's dope. Yeah, it's, a, it's an enjoyable song to listen to. I- would bump again uh let's go ahead and move on then to the next track track four ain't a damn thing changed this is an outtake from the most tasteless reissue eric what were your thoughts my first thought was i can't believe they left this off the reissue because of well i take that back i can i think it probably need a little bit of refinement of the new songs they added if you include this in there Though, even with the I think they need work on the hook, but even without that, this is the one that by far sounds the most like OG, most tasteless and House of Crazies to me. If you lump this in with all of the new reissue songs, Uh, I I think the hook just is not nice to listen to. I think they should have listened to this song and went verses sound sick. Music sounds sick. Let's let's workshop this hook a bit and, and get it somewhere that it needs to be. That's that's the thing that drags the song down. It just feels like, mm, OK, it, it makes the song feel disjointed and kind of lackluster because of that. But I couldn't help but listening to this and wonder, is this a diss toward the ROC and maybe scraps? I'm guessing. I'm not sure if they had done. I guess the night they came home would have come out and stuff. There's some stuff, especially in Paul's verse, that feels very directed. I think the song overall is about them reacting to people saying they sold out or they changed now that they're on psychopathic or whatever. And I can't help but wonder if there is some beefing going back and forth there. But Robbie, maybe you could tell me if you know anything about that, but also give me your thoughts on the track. Sure. Um, uh, Well, for the first part, according to the booklet, the concept for this song is no matter how much money or fame you acquire, people will always find some reason to hate on you. Which um, sounds yeah, really generic. Very generic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, this was, I mean, I guess for them at that time, maybe they had come up on some money and fame being on Psychopathic and touring after being, you know, House of Crazies and being broke. But uh, I don't know. It seems like they're just, you know, I think that there very likely could have been some intentional, you know, shots at people. And they just said a really generic thing to go like, yeah, this song's about something. Thoughts wise, I love this song. This is a, this is a, a good one to me this is a top tier boy um i like you know nicotine and thc be my style profile of a serial kill that's who i be the t w i z t i d 
Monoxide comes really, really good on this track. And Jamie does too, but this is one of the first instances where I feel like Paul kind of bests Jamie, which uh, was rare in that era. So I think that's really cool. I I agree that I, I, I think maybe another pass at, you know, just tweaking a couple beat things and maybe working on the hook a little bit could have got this to be slightly better. Maybe they were short on time, but I would have loved to see this on the original Most Tasteless because it would have given back some of that flavor of the, you know, who Twisted are, where we talked last time about how so much of the songs on that remake just made it kind of ICP presents Twisted. This is a Twisted song. Right. That might be why this one didn't make the cut. That's true. Yeah. And that's, that's be, very yeah, likely. Yeah, it could be it. Um, another cool thing that is, you know, not directly related to the song on the record, but the day it came out or the, the weekend it came out at the gathering, uh, they performed this in their set, which people probably hadn't heard it yet. But when they performed it, like as the beat dropped, Blaze and ABK came out to perform it with them, which was the first time ever that those four guys were on stage together. So oh, damn. that's just a cool little moment, especially because they've just been doing so much like certified psycho stuff and all that lately. Yeah, so And it would never happen again. That was the one and only time that they were ever <laughs> yep. on stage together. <laughs> yep. And then they said goodbye and they went. They all walked four different directions off yeah. the stage. Two yeah. people and walked directly off the front. To this day, they are still walking in their given directions. Once, Absolutely. once every 10 years, they pass each other back at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> and they just kind of tip their hats and walk. They yes. turn around and go the other direction. Absolutely. Uh, I also just love the nobody, 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 that nobody. That part nobody. does stand out. It's sick. Very cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, Aaron, what do you think of this one? Um, Shockingly similar. This song is fucking awesome i fuck with it so hard except for the hook fuck that hook um i think that this corny bass line comes out of nowhere uh for in an otherwise amazing beat like i thought that this beat was was awesome there's this like sampled uh like chorus like uh choral singing you know uh it's fucking awesome then the corny bass line comes in and these like blown out vocal effect modulation yeah it needed refining. You're right, Eric. That's a perfect way to put it. Refining. I would have loved to see this on the most tasteless uh, reissue, but it needed to be. I think they saw the the hook. They got scared and they're like, you know what? Let's just toss this somewhere else later on down the line. They could have refined it. They could have put it on most tasteless reissue, but unfortunately they didn't. And uh, honestly, Robbie, you're right. Monoxide Child goes fucking in on this. Um, it, on, so right after the verse, or right after where you dropped off on his verse, um, I'm coming with the shit to make your head explode. Cock the hammer in my mouth and let my tongue unload. That's that's fucking sick. That is sick. That is yeah. that is a hard line. Yeah, fucking awesome. And then finally, uh, the uh, the nobodies at the very end. Hard as fuck. I love them. First time I listened to them, uh, were on my speakers in my room and it just sent me into fight or flight mode yeah, the ping uh, pong back and a, forth just being attacked by nobodies from every direction <laughs> i forgot that hard pans on those yes it does yeah yeah no it, it pans hard on those. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh this song is fucking awesome i i would love to listen to the verses separated out with even if you just wanted to like have a beat break at the chorus <laughs> yeah that'd, that'd be fine or a sample or something yeah. What I'm curious, yeah. I bet in that live performance, which I don't know if they ever really performed it after that, maybe on the Freak Show tour or something, but uh, I'm curious what they did because I bet they didn't sing the hook. I bet they did some like put your hands in the air kind of shit because they did a lot of that back in the day. So yeah. if you're feeling fun. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe you got your wish and go find that shitty, shitty bootleg of the, the live set. And <laughs> Perfect. I bet go. the audio quality loss isn't going to be there <laughs> no, at all. No. All right. Um, well, let's move on to track five. What do you say? All right. I say yes. Okay. We're going to move forward and back. We are headed back again to 1996 for the unreleased Mr. Bones EP, Something Weird. This is a song called Bad Dream. Robbie, why don't you tell us what you thought about Bad Dream? Sure. Um, well, I really like the loop and, and beat portion of it. Uh, a thing that I like about all of these Something Weird tracks a lot is the production, which, according to the booklet, is all handled by Jamie himself. Mr. Bones uh, really? produced all these tracks, which it makes me wonder why he never did any other production because like decades, you know, and whatever down the line, Paul does a little bit of production, whatever, whatever. But Jamie kind of stays off the boards for good, which is weird because I really like the kind of just straight looped, you know, boom bap sound of this stuff. Mm. And maybe that they are just like jacked loops is why, because he just, you know, could find, you know, four seconds of music he liked and it was illegal. But it sounds great to me. I'm a fan of it. Um, story is a little confusing to follow. I feel like he he does just some being a rapper guy up front. Kind of uh, just takes a Biggie line in that first one, the blowing up like the world trade. Uh, Biggie had a very similar line to that about two years previous on a very popular song. Um, and then, yeah, we just go into some, uh, you know, serenade these beats uh eat the rhythm alive like a piranha just various rappery shit and then like in the very back half he turns it into a story that then he wakes up from as his bad dream so it works but like i feel like he stream of consciousness was just writing this out and then like started telling a story and then was like oh there you go bad dream that's a song about a dream it's, it's not clear it's, that it's a dream at all until the end and then you're like wait what wait what wait what yeah, and I've gone back and listened to it, I mean, countless times, and every time I'm just like, ah, cool song. And then about, like, six lines before he mentions that it's a dream, I'm like, oh, wait, this is the story that's a dream? And I never can quite make sense of it. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter. I still like it a lot. And again, it's it's kind of that in-between House of Crazies and Twisted. Like, he's starting to throw in more pop culture references, which he kind of dabbled in a little bit on head trauma and get just closer to the Jamie Madrox we would know in Twisted, which I think is really cool to kind of be able to mark that trajectory. But yeah, that's about it. Aaron, you got any hot shit to say? Oh, I've got hot shits. All right. Um, yeah, that world trade reference, it threw me for a loop for a second. Cause I was like, hold the fuck on. This was released a year before. And then I was like, wait a minute, but this was recorded way before that mm -hmm. because I knew, you know, I read the, our, I read our outline. I knew that this was clearly recorded is in 1996. Crazy. Yeah. That, that threw me for a whiplash briefly. And then I was like, Oh, there was something that happened in 1993. Yes. Um, I didn't even think about the biggie line though, Robbie. That's a, that's a good point. I didn't yeah. even connect it to and juicy. So it's not like he hadn't heard it. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That is a, a popular song. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like the beat is uh, it's repetitive, but it's it's good that way. You know what I mean? Like this this song was about the flows and about the dream, although foggily written, I guess, sort poorly of written of consciousness. Yeah, stream of consciousness. It's not really a, a well written story, but this song was about the flows. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I like that repetitive boom bap beat. 
but I mean, it just goes from like killing people to uh, then having sex. Duh. That's the I order definitely... you do it in, unless you're <laughs> some kind of asshole. <laughs> I love having sex before killing people. <laughs> right before? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Usually, you know, I'll have them in the room with me. <laughs> oh, sure. It's ready to go. Uh, yeah. Now shut up. I'm going to kill you. Before I do that, I got to fuck. <laughs> as soon as I'm done, so you're dead. Here. <laughs> Not tied up or anything. Just chill out. As soon yeah, as I chill. come in this burger, you're dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you call back to a thing that's probably not in the episode. <laughs> There's a few things in here. Mm. One, if I if I can't, if I'm recalling correctly, this is the song about this is one of many songs on here, multiple songs on here where he makes a finger licking reference uh, to vagina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with KFC. <laughs> what, like, what? I don't know why he's attributing pussy to eating specifically KFC chicken. <laughs> Whatever. I gotta. I I would love to crack that that nutshell open and Maybe see what's going on. KFC fan back in the day. It was just on his mind. I mean, the extra I mean, mix. Yeah, could yeah. be. Uh, but also, I'm just going to read this line out because I listened to it and I I need your attention called to it because I it had to be called to me. I seen it through your panties. It was written on your kitten. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah I don't like <laughs> Disgusting that line. Uh, and then finally, game recognized game for the Star Trek reference, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, this song is pretty good. Uh, it's stream of consciousness. It's fun to hear. Uh, this is where you put this thing, you know? Yeah, there's no other way to release this. This is the right way way to put it out. It's good. I like it. <laughs> Eric, what are your thoughts on Bad Dream? My, my thoughts are I disagree with you in the sense that this is the right place to put this, because I think the right place to put it would be on the fucking Mr. Bones something weird EP that I wish I could. All right, hear. Fair. That's uh, fair. <laughs> but with that said, I'm really glad we're getting to hear these unreleased songs here. I think this is truly the value of Cryptic Collection 1. Uh, this song, yes, the concept is broken. And I think that simply if he took out the line about waking up from a bad dream, this song would work because it would just be random cool references and tirades about crazy stuff. And that's fine. The very fact that he tried to make it a dream at the end, I'm like, eh, it doesn't really work. But this song has some seriously awesome 90s references, obviously blown up like the world trade. But We get Ninja Turtles reference with the whole Dimension X thing, and that comes up again later. I assume that this is a Ninja Turtles reference. We get a Madonna reference. We get a Betty White reference, Star Trek, Thighmaster, Lorena Bobbitt. This is one of the most 90s reference-filled songs I've heard in a minute. Musically, it's great. I kind of wish there was a little bit of a change-up or a hook or something somewhere, but I think that might degrade the value of, of this song. But I think this is cool. It's very House of Crazies, but you also get that taste of Twisted in it. I think it's cool. And then I'm looking at this right now. I guess Dimension X is a a, the Ninja Turtles reference and also an Atari game. So it could really go either way on this guy. Maybe. Ooh. Um, Let's see. Should we talk about uh, the next track? Somebody Dissing You Remix featuring Blaze Your Dead Homie. Yeah. All right. Aaron, uh, did you hear it? Did you like it? What do you think? Uh, You know what? I didn't hear it, but I'm going to make thoughts about it. Uh, I did. I did listen to it. Um, (laughs) First off, this beat is crazy busy. Yeah. 
Um, it, there's a lot going on here with this beat. And uh, I don't think that it lends itself well to uh, to flows like they have. You know what I mean? It, when they're on the beat, when they're they're they have their crazy flows that they have, you got to have a more simple beat like the previous songs beat. Right. Because that's what showcases their skills. Uh, things get lo- lost a little bit when uh, when you got crazy beats like that. Definitely prefer uh, the original version. I think Blaze was cool on there. Good. Good to hear uh, Blaze. I don't know. Fuck this chorus still. It, it's. <laughs> I, this one just didn't do it for me, honestly. Uh, it really didn't. Eric, what were your thoughts? Same. I, I mean, literally, it says this version feels busy. It just feels like they took the original track and layered more shit on top of it. Yeah. Uh, but I do love hearing Blaze on this track, and I'm still blown away that Jay listened to these ISI tracks and went, you guys can stay, but that one's got to go because he sounds fucking great. I understand that the dynamic of two made sense because that's what ICP was doing. But Blaze sounds good. Yeah, I definitely would have felt uh, I would have felt stiff if I was Blaze. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Robbie, anything to add to the conversation? Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I always kind of assumed that this was, you know, from the ISI demos, you know, and and this is maybe one of the songs that Jay had heard originally, whatever, whatever. But then in the booklet, they say. Blaze is in the studio when they're making Most Tasteless, and this was recorded in February of 98. So they were already signed and just doing the duo thing. So I assume they were just still trying to maybe shoehorn into tracks. And I don't know hmm. if Jay was just, hey, hey, oh, what's that? No, we said no, that guy. Still, uh, still shocking. Even if that was the situation, still bizarre to me. Yeah, really weird because it's he sounds yeah. great. He's not really saying a lot, but he him, he's got so much energy in his voice. He sounds fucking cool on here. And then since this is like the original uncut version or whatever, I assume that maybe they took some stuff out of the beat later instead, you know, like because it does sound busier. And especially, obviously, there's the part in Jamie's verse where he says, you know, I rock acapella and they drop the beat. But yeah. there just seems like layers of of, of noise on here that, that aren't in the album version. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to hear the in the middle version. Uh, I want to hear Blaze on the better sounding beat. Yes. Um, I don't know why they didn't ever do that, but, uh, you know, whatever. I think that's about it. You know, I, it's cool. I, I assume Blaze didn't have a gimmick yet because he doesn't make any references to being dead or any of the typical Blaze <laughs> stuff. Uh, also, no references to butane or magic. So I assume this is just an in-between gimmicks. Chris, knowing his name's going to be Blaze, but, uh, you know, just rapping off the top and not off the top of his head, but it, it's just rapper shit for yeah. the most part. Uh, this this might be the wrong place to talk about this. And there's a, a place later on the album where it probably makes more sense. But I've got to say that based on things like this and the little bits that I heard in the most tasteless reissue and stuff like um, Psychopathic Riders and the songs, the early songs that I downloaded from the internet before he had an album, I was really stoked for that Blaze EP to come out because he was so yeah. fucking cool and mysterious. Yeah, I remember and like the images that they posted at the time would just be like a picture of a coffin, like on the on the, the gathering website and be like, Blaze is going to perform for the first time and have an EP. And I remember being beside myself like sitting at a friend's house during that first gathering kind of refreshing all the juggalo websites waiting for someone to post 
real mm-hmm. player files or something because i was just such a like like a, a blaze fan before he really existed kind of thing yeah so, yeah but fully yeah. agreed the hype was very real well fuck are we ready to get on to the next track let's i go. am let's go track number seven blam this was originally recorded for the uh never released 1996 mr bones ep something weird much like uh the previous few that we've talked about already eric what are your thoughts yeah, this is also on Psychopathics from Outer Space, which is weird that they put it on both of these that came out really close to each other. Strange. Yeah. yeah. Man, much like Bad Dreams, I think this is another Mr. Bones treasure. Again, I wish there was a little bit of a change up in the music for the hook because it would add so much interest to the track. But lyrically, this is like a 10 out of 10 House of Crazies era track for me. Uh, I could pull any lines as an example and say, look how cool this fucking is. But I think this is my favorite sequence when he says, I don't want to grow up because I'm a Toys R Us kid. I get lost oh, in space yes. like Will Robinson danger. Call in the Dragon Zord because I'm a mighty Morphin Power Ranger hitting on the scene with karate kicks. OD'd on sugar with the pixie sticks and big old fat glass of grape Kool-Aid chilling with senior citizens <laughs> enjoying the shade. I'm like, holy fuck. This is so good. I wish I could write stuff this fun. Like Jamie oh, just outdoes himself on this track. He just, he really does. The hook is fun and stupid. The beat is far from great, but overall it's memorable. Like this is a very impressive track for Jamie to sit down and build on his own. Like, does it need work? Does it feel raw? Sure. But is it a super fun track? Yes. Uh, I don't, those are my thoughts. Uh, I'm going to toss it to Robbie. I'd love to know what you think. I, yeah, I'm just going to mirror a lot of that. Um, I I think this is from this time period. And I, I have such strong memories of listening to Psychopathics from Outer Space when I first got it. This is top five twisted songs to me when I was, you know, just having this amount of content from them at the time. The hook is super memorable. Um, even just the the blam, like the way he says yeah. that it was like super fun to say as a kid. And the bad is bad coming from Motown. <laughs> Which I don't think I even knew what that said until years later. I just because yeah. like uh, it just I didn't put the two and two together. The in, an interesting thing on here is he mentions Jed and the Wrecker. Oh, which yeah. is also on Amazing Jed. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the the skit on Mad Professor. I don't. Was that just something he was doing at the time? I don't the, know. Those, the, they liked and put on skits because he did that here and there and and he references it here and does kind of maybe an early version of that voice but um, it's funny because when you get to the when we get to the end of this uh, skipping mm -hmm. ahead there's a skit before put it down plays and my first note is somebody call for a wrecker because it's the exact same voice yeah and so i assume (laughs) in his maybe uh, since this was you know after they had been on the hallow wicked tour for a minute maybe they were this was something he was joking around saying a lot of the time or something and just kept with them for years. But um, either way, just weird to hear that. So out of context. Um, But yeah, this is, this is an all time top notch Jamie Madrox thing. This is like, I love the somebody Disney verse from him a lot because it is that kind of stream of consciousness references and just bouncing all over the place. And this is like that, but you know, an entire song of it. And I just can't sing it's praises enough. I wish I want to get the intro, you know, uh, the only thing that's missing from the something weird EP, according to these booklets, is the intro. So if they just would put that somewhere so I could make myself a playlist of the whole thing front to back, <laughs> um, I'd be a happy boy. And speaking of happy boys, Aaron, 
<laughs> Are you happy, boy? I'm I'm pissed. Oh shit. Uh <laughs> I cannot sing this song's praises enough either. Fuck yeah. This song is great. Wow, I I would love to see this EP released and put on Spotify so I could listen to it all day, all night. A lot for this song. You're right. That run, Eric, that, that you read off of, I won't read it again, obviously, um, but that run that you read off, insane. It's uh, That's such a fun line of references that all kind of feed into each other as they, it's, I mean, insane skill for back in 1996. Absolutely. I think the beat is cool. I really fuck with this song. Don't have anything to say about it uh, that's bad. It's a little long, but I that's fine with me because I want it. Make it longer. Make yeah, it yeah. Make longer. it, make it. It's five minutes or so. Make it seven minutes. Fuck it. Now, yeah. Aaron, if I recall, you're a big fan of Sacrifice, right? The album, yes, Mr. Bones yes. album. I I figured that you. I, I know you've listened to that one a few more times periodically since the review, and I I wondered if you were going to enjoy these tracks. I'm glad to hear that you do. Yeah, no, as soon as I saw that that a lot of this was a scrap Mr. Bones EP, I was like, all right, this I'm I'm excited to get into this. Hell yeah. And like uh I always like have been, you know, sacrifice is top notch to me. It's one of my all time faves. But I was listening to this today and I was like, man, these it, it's completely different in subject matter and tone, but it gives it a fucking run for its money. It's like as good as good, if not better, had it been a completed thing, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, diff- very different in tone. This is less scary. And yeah. something weird is, I think, a good title for it. It's also the title of the next song, which mm. would have been the title track from the EP. Robbie, tell me about it. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is this is the title track. Something weird. My first line in my notes is this shit rules. So um, that's about where I'm at with this. Uh, I love the hook. I love, you know, the lyrics like a hexagon encased skeleton face on your TV. Again, just this whole thing. He makes another Dimension X reference. Yeah. Just Jamie just going off on the lyrics here. Um, and I'm just curious what was going on for him at the time. Like, or you know, what led to this? Because it is really like different than everything he had done before and after in that it's just like straight hip hop really simple boom bap beats just flows and and pop culture references and kind of some of the first um like you, we like you just said about the difference between this and something or not something weird uh sacrifice is it's not scary at all it's fun and and it references yeah. himself and and kind of um comic books himself or, or you know um whatever but in a way that's not like a killer and a scary guy he's like a big goofball which i think is the first time that ever made its way into his writing at all. Uh, I think that rules uh, something weird just for people at home was a uh, it was like a VHS distribution company in the 90s that did stuff like Basket Case, The Wizard of Gore, um, just kind of B horror movie stuff. So I assume that's where he got the idea for the title. Um, I, I remember seeing and hearing guy. like the intro the something weird intro on videos and stuff. I want maybe he jacked that for the something weird intro on here, and that's why we haven't heard it. I don't know. Might be why. That could but, be uh, it. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I love this. I love it as a title track for a lot of songs. 
that also I love. Um, yeah. Jamie, give us the something weird EP. Just put it on a cassette and, and streaming. Let's uh, go. Even if you just anonymously mail it to one of us and we destroy, like, if you can't, <laughs> if you legally can't do it, like, wink, wink. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Send the files. Just send the one file of the intro. The one thing we need. Yeah. No, I want all need. of I could as well. I want the rest of whatever is goes to I could. Yeah. Oh yeah. If, if you guys more of that, of send it. Just yeah. send the original. You know, whatever you pulled these off of. I'm sure he's got a tape at home that he pulled these off for this collection. You know what? Just send. I know it was 1996, but send the stems. We'll yeah. remix yeah. remaster yeah. Just send for you. We'll remaster it. Yeah. And and <laughs> I, if old school perverts part of it, please send the stems for that as well. Yeah. yeah. And I assume by that you mean. Take the four track tape recorder it was recorded on, turn three of the tracks down, right? Record front to back on that, and then get a new tape and do the second thing with the second stem. Yeah, and just, just send four cassettes, right? Four Absolutely. cassettes, or you can just record uh, each track to a digital stem and, and send me all those digitals. That's fine. It's I easier. Guess. You don't even have to mail it. Just email it to me. Put it on a Google Drive. I don't give a fuck. Get it here. I guess you could do that too. Yeah. yeah. I was, you don't have yeah, to send. Put it on a QR code and fax it. Wow. What is this? The future? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, shit. Uh, well, good at technology and hopefully good at <laughs> reviews. Aaron, what do you got to say about this? <laughs> hey oh Get your bibs ready because there's more finger licking pussy eating action in this song. I love this song. <laughs> I know that's a weird thing to follow what I just said, but I uh, I love this song. Uh, the beat is fucking cool. Uh, the hook is strange, but it kind of works. His flows are fucking uh, amazing. Uh, you're right, Rob. I would love to know who he was specifically listening to a lot at this time because this seems like a frozen moment in time where he just wanted to do something different that maybe even he knew he would never do something like this again. You know, it kind of feels like that. Like it, it feels like something that he was like, yo, I've been really bumping this type of shit a lot. I want to try it myself and see, see what happens. Like he was like, I've been listening to nothing but Dell, the funky homo sapien or something. Yeah. Yeah. But like, this is, he did it well. He did. He does it really fucking well. Uh, it's it's this song is fun. It's goofy. This whole EP, something weird, fun and goofy. I I like it. I I don't really have anything uh bad to say about this song. Uh, Eric, what are your thoughts? Okay, so the song is called something weird, and the EP is called something weird. But you want to know what's really weird? I owned this album. I used to listen to this album, and when I went back to listen now. Every track on this album sounds familiar to me, except I swear to God, I've never fucking heard this song. Damn. Huh. The, I swear huh. this was the first time, like, the music didn't sound familiar. None of the lyrics sounded familiar. I don't know why that is. It just didn't sound familiar at all to me. Like, not a second of it, like, rung a bell for me. It was very weird. But this is a crazy song. Like, he flexes his lyrical and MC skills on this big time. And it's it's fucking crazy to me that this EP never came out, that nobody like they didn't put it on tapes and hand it out or that fucking Walter, the cheap wad, didn't fucking put it on a CD or something <laughs> like when this would have come out, it easily would have been one of the best House of Crazies releases to me. Oh, yeah. And to both of your points, 
This is not a horror or scary themed album. However, everything that he's talking about on these Something Weird tracks all feel like adjacent fandoms for somebody that would have loved horror back then and still today. Like it feels logical. It was probably something that he didn't stop and go. Let me do a completely different thing. These are all just things that he thought were cool or interesting and maybe didn't. I don't know. It didn't occur to him. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be making scary songs. It was I was talking about things that were interesting to me before because I like horror movies. I'm still talking about things that are interesting to me now. And you got the TV and you've got the comic references and all that stuff. And I think it all ties together. Mm. He's, he's sort of flexing his like nerd rap muscle. before yes. That was really a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really interesting cool. song. The one thing that is weird to me, though, is. All of the moaning in the beat feels out of place in a song that's not a sex song. It's very weird there. I would I would have liked this track a lot more. Just take that out. I blame White Zombie Thunder Six yeah. Thunder Kiss Sixty Five. No, and the first time you blame I listened to White this, Zombies more human than human. Yep, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. The first time I, I put the track on, I, I was like, I I, I heard that because it plays in the intro. I was like, oh, this is going to be a sex song. It's not. Uh, and it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not. It's not at all. Maybe um, that adds to the weirdness of it. That's pretty weird. That's kind of what I figure. Yeah, it kind of just adds to the, the goofiness of it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Well, fuck. Are you ready to talk about something we've talked about before? I think so. It's me, Cleaver. We've heard it. We've enjoyed it. We've discussed it. Uh, here it is again. Nothing is different about it. Does anyone have any hot thoughts? Here's my hot thought. Much like Blam. This is also on Psychopathics from Outer Space. Why are they putting this song everywhere? I The only thing I can think that is, is that yeah. they intended Psychopathics from Outer Space to be so packaged with the Wicked Clowns from Outer Space tour that maybe they were like, well, that's going to fall off, you know, when when this tour is over. People that didn't get it there will never have a chance to get it again. And then we will, you know everyone can enjoy this collection because they advertised that CD like that, you know, like you'll never be able to buy this if you don't come to this show. So maybe they actually had some kind of plans for that. Otherwise it's just extremely redundant. It's the third thing it's been on now. Yeah. Kind of like 85 bucks an hour, similar kind of scenario. Yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's starting to feel like 85 bucks an hour. Uh, That's actually uh, a good way to put it. Yeah, no, I still, I still have the same opinions. Still think it's cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool song. We've talked about it. Awesome. You ready to move on to the next track? Yep. Yeah. Another track we've already reviewed. At least two of us have. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Bones. This song originally appeared on Mr. Bones' 1994 album, The Demon Inside, and 1995 album, Sacrifice. Uh, 85 bucks an hour, part three. (laughs) Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Bones. Eric, what are your thoughts? Any major changed thoughts? My only thought was, God, was the original version of this song so fast? And it is. It's the same. I thought maybe it got sped up for for this release, but it's the Uh, same. That's all I got. Robbie, any thoughts? Yeah, um, pretty much. It's, you know, a cool song. It's weird to hear it among all the something weird material because it's like the it's I think it's literally the first. Let me double check the booklet here because they do mention it. Yeah, this is the very first solo song uh, that Madrox ever did, is what they say. And it's also the first reference of Mr. Bones ever in history. So mm-hmm. the fact that that is there with like also the very last Mr. Bones material is interesting. 
it sounds good. Like, you know, he could always rap good. I'm not going to take that away from him. But yeah, it's, it's a weird thing to put on here. I still think it doesn't make a lot of sense, although maybe it was just sort of uh, for those of you who don't know, like I think even at the time, yes, I knew what House of Crazies was. I had had Season of the Pumpkin. I eventually made the correlation. Oh, this is the same thing. So I kind of knew that some of the songs on this album were not twisted, right? Like they were from before twisted. Uh, but this feels oddly older and out of place. I don't know. That, that was my thought there. Maybe just because it was the first one he did. They were like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right. That's good thought. Well, that's what I got. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Aaron, well, you got anything to say about this specifically? Oh, God. Yeah. No, nothing new. Uh, yeah, mm. I agree, though. Yeah, it kind of does feel out of place in the grand scheme of what this is. All right. Well, let's move on to another song that kind of we talked about before. This is Renditions of Reality Remix. This song appeared on both the original version and the reissue of Most Tasteless. Robbie, what did you think of the remix version of this song? Uh, Spoiler, not a spoiler because we're here, so it's not spoiling anything. But this is a fact that people might not expect. Uh, this Whoa. is my preferred version of this song. I think this is better Whoa. than the album version. Hmm. Um, I like the louder pianos and the the different kind of stuff that happens in the beat. I think it makes it a little bit more musically interesting. According to the liner notes, they made this just so they had something to mellow out and get high to. And uh, it was never intended for people to hear, but they liked it. So they put it on here. And yeah, I like it a lot. It doesn't have the J saying stuff part, but I like how vibey it is. Um, and yeah, just the, the louder pianos really get me. So this is for me, this is renditions of reality, but better. Aaron, any thoughts? You know, I'm so relieved to hear your thoughts on this first because they validate all of mine. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I, I, hot take. I think this is the preferred version for myself as well. And I literally have vibey written down <laughs> in my notes for this. Yeah, there's just these atmospheric vibes to it uh, The in the beat. I mean, it's purely just I love the beat on this remix. Like, I just love where they went with this. Uh, the liner notes, you say they made it as a song to chill out and get high to. I could see that this being a fantastic thing to do uh, with this song as somebody who partakes on occasion myself. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Eric, what were your thoughts on the remix? I guess I'll be the only one with a dissenting opinion. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> no, I, th it sounds like less like a remix and more like a remaster of the track. Like they widened the sound. You can hear, I think, some of the details of the music a little bit better because the piano and some of the sound effects are more present. But also, I think maybe some of those sound effects are either different or were so hidden in the track before that you just didn't really catch them. I don't think I love not having Violent J on the hook, but I don't hate Jamie doing it. Also, Jamie uses the same hook every time. He actually gives the song a defined repeating hook, whereas Violent J kind of said different stuff each time the hook came up. Uh, True. I will note this. Genius just copy pastes the lyrics from the OG mm. Most Tasteless to this with the skit and everything at the end. The lyrics aren't the same and the skit's not there. So Mustard, get the fuck on it. Fix that shit. Yeah, Mustard, what the fuck? I, you know, I, I honestly, I couldn't say whether I like this version or the album version better. I think I probably prefer the album version better, but I I think this one is also good. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. Dope. Uh, well, hell, we're 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 speeding to the finish line, gang. Uh, should we talk about the last listed official track on this record? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, it is called "Put It Down," and it's actually not a twisted song at all. This is a song that also appears on the Blazy Dead Homie EP by Blazy Dead Homie. Uh, it came out the same day as Crypto Collection, so I, I guess it's sort of an ad for that in a way. But yeah, uh, Aaron, what do you what do you think about this guy? Yeah, I totally treat this as an advertisement for Blaze's EP that dropped. That being said, pretty cool. I, I like hearing it at the end of this. Uh, this being a compilation of basically Twisted's version of Forgotten Freshness, right? Uh, it feels kind of weird to have a song from something that also released that like time on it, you know, like it just, that, that kind of feels weird. Uh, also there's a skit beforehand, uh, before you, you get to the song and it's definitely a, uh, 5150 mentally insane ass skit <laughs> is what I, what I wrote down. That's the um, somebody call for a record thing. It's the same kind of shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the same kind of shit. I think the beat is pretty cool. It's good hearing Blaze after hearing uh, a bunch of Twisted, you know, uh, nice little tonal change. I think if this song wasn't on this, I wouldn't miss anything at all because I I feel like this is, you know, obviously this is a Twisted proper album release, even though it's a, a compilation type thing. I don't know. I, it's 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 kind of weird to hear Blaze like just a, a new Blaze track at the end. But I get why it's on there. Song-wise, the hook is kind of corny, but the flows are dope. It's cool. I like it. I mean, it, it makes me, if I were, if I picked this up at the time I, and listened to this, I'd say, you know what? I might go out and pick up that Blaze CD yeah. that I see in the insert here. Eric, what are your thoughts? Uh, You know, I think the skit is funny. Uh, not funny, funny. Like, humorous that they put it there and... It's not like laugh out loud, but it's kind of smirky, humorous, right? Yeah. Uh, I love that they are still showing love to their boy, right? Like we're gonna we're gonna do a skit about you. We're gonna put your track at the end of our album. It, it makes you feel more so like Blaze is part of what Twisted is doing. It's clear that he's from their camp, right? Yeah. And uh, I I think this track is hard. It serves as a great introduction to Blaze. And also, it's just kind of a dope track. I really liked this version of Blaze. Those early singles like Fudang and Hood Rats, plus uh, this EP. That was to me, that was the best Blaze. I don't think anybody sounds like Blaze. So that stuff was great. I uh, much like Twisted. I think Blaze becomes ICPified, and we hear that over time when we do our Blaze season. Of course, we'll talk about that. But yeah, I put it down for my crew. Real killers through and through blaze with they uh, let, let me know. let me just throw this out there we have had a lot of people ask for certain uh i would say off topic reviews things like the night they came home and the blaze you dead homie ep and i've had people ask for us to do the wraith remix album and shit like that i wonder if we do some fun bonus episodes here and there and one of them is the blaze ep maybe that I would, think be that would make sense one. yeah i think that would definitely make sense and it would just to, purely be a bonus episode for those in yeah a good maybe. one i will say maybe i'm gonna put my chips in the slot uh that in the sandwich uh, yeah <laughs> and say I'm gonna put I think, my chips in the dip 
<laughs> yeah, put a couple chips in the dip, take them out, chomp them, double dip, and tell you, I think One Less G in the Hood, the Blaze full length, is a pivotal part of the Twisted experience and should be discussed. Fuck, now you're adding another one? <laughs> I'll just add that one. I mean, you know, you can take or leave the EP. I think it's it's important, but I think One Less G is a lot of Twisted, and it's, it's, it's the same time period of recording as uh tales from the lotus pod it's a kind of an all hands on deck psychopathic Wait, album i think it's hold so on everybody what hold I on hear... hold on for a second just mm-hmm. just wait mm-hmm. let me mm-hmm. look at something sure okay one less g and duh hood one two yeah, three yeah. four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen Okay, there's 15 tracks on One Less G and The Hood, and there are one, mm. two, three, four, five, six. That's 21 tracks. We can't do it all in one episode. Mm. That's too much. Well, so it sounds to me like Robbie said, hey, we got to do One Less G, but leave me out of whatever that bullshit you're doing with their <laughs> with the EP. At least that's no, no, I'm happy with the EP. I'll say leave me out of the uh, the Wraith remix album. Uh, (laughs) We already established Robbie would not be in ICP episodes. Yeah, true. Not not because he's got any hate for ICP. I was gonna say, I should really clarify that I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing to do with that at all. Yeah, big ICP fan. It's just not, you know, you guys have a thing going. Yeah, and you know, you're welcome to join us if um, a new album comes out and you're like, I want to be on that episode and talk about it. Fuck it, be there. Or if you have a change of heart and really want to talk about that Wraith remix album. Yeah. You don't want to be there. I got to say, it's been a, oh, that thing came out however long ago. I've heard it front to back zero times. Uh, Same. So, yeah, that's my level of interest in that thing, I think. All right. So we may or may not do some special bonus episodes, including one or two Blaze episodes. We'll see. Fuck it. Who sees? Who who knows? We'll see. Um, We will see. Fuck it. We will see fuck face climb to glory by ripping off blaze hooks unintentionally. <laughs> yeah, someone did fuck call yeah. you out for that. Yeah, we did get called out for that. Yes. Uh, whatever. Fuck it. It happened. It was in my brain and I didn't know it was there, but it came out in a song. I'm yeah. pleading ignorance. Robbie, tell me your thoughts on Put It Down. Uh, I love this. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Blaze EP. Um, it's like 12 minutes or 17 minutes long, and I would just keep the CD in my disc man and push play over and over again as a youth. Um, this is not the track I would have picked to advertise it, but I think Ooh. the one I would have picked is a little bit maybe Jamie heavier, which would make more sense right here, but maybe they're like, hey, let's save it. Let's let not give everything away. Um, and I think... The, like, like Eric, like you said, you know, they're putting on for their boy. And I think they had a lot riding on Blaze. I think from all accounts I've heard, the label at large, uh, you know, whoever is involved in that decision making pool, were not super hot on Blaze and putting him on the label and releasing material from him. They did the EP like basically at Blaze's house and the disc at a period of weeks where Psychopathic was on break during the holidays in late 99. Um, this was all very much like Twisted and Blaze want this material to exist, so they're going to do their damnedest to get it done. And I think that is why it's here, is because like they're like, we need motherfuckers to buy this so we can prove that we had a point. You know, right. They 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 had skin in the game on this yeah. uh, reputation wise. 
Yeah. And just, you know, they wanted they wanted their guy to succeed, which is is, is great. Uh, another note here that's interesting going forward is this is the first song you all have heard. And, uh, you know, that the EP, the Blaze EP was the first thing anyone had heard that was produced by Twisted and Fritz, a new character mm-hmm. um, who goes on to work with them for, you know, Probably they probably did some stuff today in in 2023. Uh, We've so, talked, but it's a good bit in the past because we did yeah. the Dark Lotus right, Tales from the sure. Lotus Pod. Yeah, yeah. Dylan and Fritzy. Then, uh, Freak Show coming up is you know where they really link up and 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 go to work. Uh, but yeah, this is the first. This is the first of this season, I guess I should say. Then that that, that we get some Fritz and and they kind of use that EP. As, as a testing ground to see how they work together as producers. And then obviously it worked well because they kept doing it forever. So yeah, shout out to Blaze, shout out to Fritz. Good on you. Um, yeah, good song. All right. Good on you. Well, let's, let's talk about one other thing. And this is something I'm really curious about. There's a hidden track on the album mm-hmm. that is listed as not on the album listed, but what I see on the internet called Scare. And from what I understand, this is an unreleased House of Crazy song that previously had a verse from the ROC, but his verse was removed. Is that true? Was this a track that was recorded for uh, the final House of Crazy's album, but never released? Please give me any info about this because I'm curious. And then tell me your thoughts on it. So A, yes, <laughs> to all of the above. Uh, uh-huh. I'm, this is a... Uh, a track that was recorded by House of Crazies. Uh, ROC did have a verse that was cut. There's an interview with Monoxide that's actually linked here on Genius, an interview from 2002, uh, which shows how heavily involved Monoxide was in House of Crazies, I think, because this is very clearly a later song, I have to think, from their flows and the beat. But then he says, I think it was on Homebound, though, which, no, it's definitely not on Homebound. That's much not. later. Yeah, I think this is definitely from what they were recording, you know, as they broke up along with Murder, Murder, Murder and Ghost and those other songs. But yeah, I, it's uh, it's very cool. I like it. They're rapid fast. Sometimes the beat gets away from them when they're rapid fast. But I think there's a charm to that. It's very mid to late 90s Southern rap to me. Um, kind of some like it reminds me of some of the stuff that like Three Six Mafia and No Limit and guys like that were doing at the time there's a little bit of bone thugs even maybe in the verses and the 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 double mm. times or triple times or whatever you want to call it but yeah i think it's a cool song i think it's a cool bonus track I, you know it would have been good on the album as a whole but it was a cool thing to you know get a little surprise as a as a as a young cd listener yeah i, I support it i say hey when you're done dropping fucking something weird, just put together all the songs that were recorded for that last House of Crazies album and just put them out as something. We don't need two on this collection and, you know, one on the cassette version of a greatest hits. Just just fucking do the damn thing. There's definitely House of Crazy shit we are missing and it sucks. Yeah. And I don't there's no reason for that. There's no reason for that, guys. Come there's on. no reason. Y'all, if, no reason. if you're worried about the legality of it again. Wink, wink. Listen, just hit us with that QR code and a fax. Fuck. Yeah. Robbie will take the legal fall. We're <laughs> yeah. fine. Absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> right, what do I have to lose? The the final act for Twisted History. Yeah. Taking, taking the legal taking fall one for, for the all history. The, yeah, taking one yeah. for the history to, to fully cement yourself in the history. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm here, baby. How poetic. 
Uh, Aaron, did you hear this song and think any things? You know, I heard this song, but I almost didn't because I almost just turned the goddamn thing off. Uh, because there's like four minutes of silence. Um, It's too long. It's too long on this. It's a lot of silence. So I knew it was there the whole time. I was waiting for it. I was just thinking of bits in my head of how fucking awful long it was. And then it got to the point where I was like, all right, no, this is actually weirdly long. Um, (laughs) Very like jokes. Yeah. Jokes aside at this point, this is, this is long, very long gap. Uh, But other than that, once it kicked into it, fuck yeah. Gimme, 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 baby. More house of crazies. I want it all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think the beat was fucking cool. Their flows were fucking nuts. Uh, You can tell they've gone a long way from then when this was recorded to now uh, when when we're talking about in refining. Right. But when they refine, when they kind of refine their sounds, they also kind of lost. They feel like they lose a little bit of that edge. But I fucking I fucking love House of Crazies. And and I love this track. I wish it was isolated out uh, from uh, the put it down in that skit. Instead of having a 10 minute track, I would love to have a three minute track of scare. Eric, what are your thoughts? Man, I listen to this and it's so undeniably House of Crazies. Having done a whole season where we talk about House of Crazies, I heard this and I was like, yeah. wow, I I really would love to hear the version with the ROC. I know it sounds probably like we beat up on the ROC at times or we say things like, oh, I think he was the weak link or Twisted's better. You know, now this would made sense. But when I hear House of Crazies and I hear a song like this, it almost feels like it's missing something not to have the ROC there. And that's that's weird to me. And this really also feels it sounds like head trauma era era House of Crazies, the the production and the beat and everything. And I just can't help but wonder how fucking pissed Brian must have been around this time that they were cutting his verses from tracks and dropping them on Twisted albums. And a lot of people were none the wiser, had no idea what House of Crazies was. Most of the fans of Twisted probably didn't know, didn't take the time to figure it out. And Brian's sitting there going, oh, well, I had a verse on that track, but fuck me, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, God, I'd be so pissed. I'd be so pissed. Honestly, the ROC, uh, I would I would feel stiff if I was him from this. Yeah. If if I was the ROC and Blaze, I would I would start a support group of like (laughs) <laughs> people that got fucked yeah yeah by twisted and icp at least they're trying to lift blaze up and and get him going and it happens i mean he put out what seven eight releases or more on psychopathic when you count everything but right uh, yeah. yeah so it does happen all right i want to do a quick bonus review we were we said in previous episodes hey coming up we're going to do cryptic collection plus the songs from psychopathic from outer space but let's talk about this that released we're going to say around the same time, sort of, as this. Uh, it was a show-only item at first, like you mentioned, Robbie, and then it hit mm-hmm. stores later. This album contained lots of Twisted songs. So first off, there were some that were collabs with ICP, like The Dirt Ball and Are You a Rida, which was a Rida song. Slim Anus, which had Jamie on it, obviously. Redneck Ho 99, which we've talked about, obviously. And Who, which is another Rida song. But then there are some like directly twisted songs like Murder, Murder, Murder and Blam, which we just talked about. She Ain't Afraid, which obviously was on the original Most Tasteless. Somebody Dissing You, Meat Cleaver, which 
all of that stuff, really, except for Blam, all of that stuff was on the original Most Tasteless, which is crazy that they just dropped them all here. But there was one other song, a song that's credited to Jamie Madrox, but is clearly a mid-90s unreleased Mr. Bones song. Yeah. Uh, the speculation that we have is that this is probably also something meant for something weird, but we don't know that for sure. We don't have any sort of proof of that. But to me, when you put all the context pieces together, it seems like it's pretty likely. This song is called Old School Pervert. Robbie, can you tell us anything about the song that I don't know yet? And tell us, uh, being somebody who loves sex songs, um, what did you think of this? <laughs> Just my favorite. Um, well, first of all, the the origins of this are super mysterious because uh just to jump ahead for a moment there is another something weird track on cryptic collection 2 and in the little blurb about it they list all of the songs from this album or from from cryptic collection 1 uh but they do not mention old school pervert. So he they basically says this, this song that will go unnamed for now would have been on this as well as blam, bad dream. I could, and the title track, something weird, but they, they make no reference to old school pervert. So I've always assumed it sounds like the same era to me. It sounds like the same time period. Maybe he just recorded it for fun and liked it, or, you know, it wasn't intended for that project, but it's definitely of that era. Um, or do you think they only listed the other ones in Cryptic Collection 2 because they were part of Cryptic Collection 1, maybe excluded this one since it wasn't on there? Possible. Well, they also mentioned the intro, so I don't know. Oh, it's, yeah. Hard to say. But uh, I will say I love this song for about a minute. I love the the, the, the four little beat hits and then the, the, the first handful of lines, which I will not repeat here for taste reasons. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's very it's a lot memorable. Of fun. That first, yes. that, the, the beginning oh, of the yeah. song is very memorable. It's always stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the chorus is fun and stupid. Um, this thing takes a bit of a dive in the second verse. There's some, some lyrics that I don't know that I need to repeat, but they are just outwardly racist. Oh, yeah. um, yes, which, I know exactly which sequence. When he's talking about the different types of women. That he might. Yeah. Yeah. Use. And he's yeah. intending it to he's intending it as like, you know, it's 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 stuff from like a uh, like a Rudy Ray Moore routine or something. It's it's not intended as like hate speech, but boy, did it age poorly. <laughs> so that makes it hard to recommend this one. But overall, I think it's a fun song. I think it's you know, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm on record as not a sex songs guy, but but I think of of the ones that exist. This is this is high up there. This is a fun track. What do you what do you what do you got to say about this little thing? Uh, yeah, this is the first of all, it's insane how this is over four minutes. The fact that he found this much to say about one subject is crazy. The beats cool. His flows are great. I mean, this blah, 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 blah. That's standard. You're right. I think that like the first minute of this song is like fun. Or even maybe just the first 30 seconds of this song is fun. Yeah. Uh, and this, this that's something that you would show your friends and be like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, this is this is funny, right? Uh, because you're right, the first part like shocks you uh in a in a good sex song way. Then the second verse shocks you in a oh ugh, way. But I will say there is uh a line right after all of the pretty distasteful lines, uh, there's a line 
uh, to the romantic bitches fucking on beaches in the sand. I'm like Eminem. I come in your mouth, not in your hand. And I was okay. That's a good line. Mm -hmm. Uh, Referencing Eminem's fucking marketing. One thing I I will say, I'm disappointed that we didn't get any KFC references in this song. (laughs) Are you sure there's none? I I scoured this song to my detriment. (laughs) To my detriment. Yeah, I just did a little command F on the the Mac and put finger in uh, in the case there was a finger licking reference and uh, not a there, single fi- finger. I was got a licked. one. I got a one finger, but it's not. Uh, it's it's a finger ring. So it yeah. wasn't licked. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it was not licked. Yeah, this song, this song is fun to listen to the first portion of with your friends, and then you're like, all right, turn off, turn this off. Let's put on something that we actually want to listen to. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eric, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I like the music to this. That that baseline is fun. Mm-hmm. The music is as clever and quirky. I will agree it it overstays its welcome to me. I almost wish that it had a goal or some sort of theme aside from just nasty. And I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of sex songs, but I've said before, if they're clever or fun or have something unique about them that grabs my attention, then yeah, fine. Why not? Uh, this one is gross and that's fine. I don't care. I will say, though, based on Jamie's lyrics and delivery and the music, there's something about it that almost seems slightly of an earlier era than something weird. However, it could be. Uh, it's uh, we don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, Jamie, would you please send us the goddamn facts already so we know what's going on? That, but there are a I'm lot about. of there are a lot of pop culture references, which, which that's true, uh, which I mean, I can't believe we've gone this far without mentioning. I'll be Indiana Bones in the Temple of Poontang. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> this song's worth it just for that line, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's good stuff <laughs> here. Mission. Uh, it's not a bad song. If it was on something weird, I wouldn't skip it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, on here, I don't skip it. Or, you know, on yeah. Psychopaths Matter Space. Yeah. I would go to it sometimes intentionally when I was youth because I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, exactly I do like that the type of people though. that this was made for, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 13-year-old boys. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And grown men who are still 13-year-old boys. Yes, exactly. Um, Bam. That's our reviews. We're done forever. Yeah. No, just with this, just with this album for this episode. We're just getting started. Oh. 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 Oh, okay. Oh, we're doing all of Twisted? Yeah. And you're going to be here with I us thought the for whole some way. reason we chose Cryptic Collection to be the arbitrary ending point. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's like, fuck, did, what did I sign up for? Oh, did I, I miss something? What did I sign up for here? <laughs> I shouldn't have done that line of fucking anthrax before we had this discussion. <laughs> yeah, my head is swimming. <laughs> <laughs> swimming in anthrax, baby. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, man. So, so y'all, it's time for us to get to our overall thoughts. I'll go ahead and start. Okay. Uh, I I mean, this is like I I said it before earlier in the episode. This is clearly Twisted's Forgotten Freshness, right? Yeah. And and that's cool. And that's great. I'm glad they have it. I feel like this is a little early on to be releasing something like that (laughs) in your career. (laughs) After your first Um, album. (laughs) Yeah. No, like it's, it feels very strange to be getting to a, these are some forgotten tracks. Well, it doesn't feel strange to me though, because most of this shit is house of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And 
I'm very well familiar with all that. We're very well, but I can't imagine how strange this could have been to the, the casual twisted listener that wasn't a, you know, didn't really go back and dive into house of crazies or anything like that. Just listened to most tasteless and thought this is cool. And they're with ICP. I'm going to pick up whatever else they do. And now they're doing a bunch of forgotten shit. I'm going to tell you when we get to my thoughts, exactly what it felt like for a person in that position. I'm sure you will, because you were in that position. Yes. And just what a great position to be in. I th- my my overall question is, why was this released as is? Why, why now rather than after putting out more proper twisted stuff? Money. Striking while the iron's hot. Yeah. You, you, you got well, to keep, uh, keep people interested. Oh, there's a new twisted thing. Uh, I didn't forget about them because they put out a new thing, you know? Well, and I guess this being a gathering exclusive thing at first kind of lends itself better to that. Right. Over. I mean, I'm not like ragging on it. Uh, Obviously you heard my thoughts track by track. I loved 99% of what we heard in here. Right. Also, listen, Um, we've got the blueprint. We know what works. You need to do this album now. True. I mean, that's true. That's true. ICP said, listen, you got to put out something that's a compilation of stuff that got scrapped. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And they said, okay. And also, I mean, it was the first gathering. So there was no precedent for the idea that people would travel to sell out, you know, like a convention center or whatever they were doing. So oh, true. I think they were just like, whatever we can do to incentivize this, you know, we, okay, we got a new thing from these guys and these guys. I don't think ICP put anything out new, but, you know, they're already the draw. I, uh, my, my brief overall thoughts, I, I really like this collection of music. It's great to hear, um, although the circumstances of it being released and when it was released and all that are a little confusing to me. Eric, what are your thoughts? Uh, You know, when this first came out, this was not a particularly compelling release to me because the way I looked at it, it had less good versions of like four songs I already knew, plus a bunch of songs that kind of felt like rough demos and didn't sound much like the polished and refined twisted that I liked at that time. And when I listen to it now, I can appreciate all the House of Crazy stuff. But back then, that wasn't something I really wanted to hear. And, and overall, as much as this album is like Forgotten Freshness or Psychopathics from Outer Space, It's also not because it's such a divergent mixture of tracks and styles and eras. Uh, I don't think that some of this stuff would necessarily appeal to somebody that loved the most tasteless reissue. This would feel like a a huge step back, Mm. right? Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. It just it bounces back and forth the way I think the way they laid out the tracks kind of brings the album down in the sense that you're going from a most tasteless reissue track to an old Mr. Bones track to a poorly remixed alternate version of a original most tasteless song to a blaze song. You know, you've got all of this stuff on here and it just it sort of feels all over the place. Most of it musically, I don't think really jumps out and grabs me. And I think that's part of the issue with it. However, I like it a lot more now than I did back then. I think this is a gem for House of Crazies fans, but I think it's far from essential for most Twisted fans. That That's my thought. Robbie, what did you think? 
Um, yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of the then and now as, as you've done. And, uh, when that, when this thing dropped, I was just ravenously taking in anything I could get from these guys. I had, you know, the, the most tasteless reissue first, then I got a hold of psychopathic matter space and dumping around the same time as each other, not as that, as that album. Um, and, and, you know, was really into those. And so this just kind of felt like more of that to me especially because like psychopathic matter space had a lot of like quote unquote like lost or un unheard twisted songs to me even though now i know they're mostly just from the original version of most tasteless um and so i was like oh you got more of that kind of unheard stuff bring it on baby and i uh i i don't even know how i first heard this i must have downloaded it or downloaded songs from it or something because i know i didn't buy the album until late 2001 but um, in that, you know, I, I was I was excited about it. I listened to it all the time as if it was just the next album. So big fan back then. Now a couple of the things are a little redundant, and I don't go to it often. But I mean, it's kind of priceless just to have those something weird tracks available somewhere. Mm-hmm. Stuff like you know, Blam was on the other one, but you know, something weird and bad dream and all those songs like just I, and, and and that makes me wonder if maybe that was part of the reason to even make this was jamie was like hey i've got this stuff that's just been sitting you know uh if i put out mr bones something weird or like a solo jamie madrox lp or ep you know that's probably going to be confusing to the fans but if we put out like the the lost tapes kind of stuff you know maybe that'll they'll work um and i, I think it did you know i i loved it it was it was less refined by a mile than than the most tasteless reissue but i think part of i've always liked weird scrappy demo stuff uh even when i was really young i thought that stuff was really cool and interesting so i i I gobbled it up like a little twisted monster and i i listened to it a bunch leading up to this review honestly for the first time i listened to it straight through in a while and it still plays fucking good so yeah overall thoughts thumbs up all right all right hey Time for our personal favorite motherfucking tracks. Let's do um, that. We each have an option to pick the best song. Those songs will then battle it out forever on our playlist. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll go first. Okay. Go for it. Uh, you know, I have a lot of songs that I, I liked uh, pretty okay here, but I think the one that I want to put on the playlist most has gotta be what the fuck the extra crispy mix really what i'm i don't i'm I'm not a huge fan of the chorus but i i stood by it when i said during our thoughts it's my preferred version of what the fuck that's weird and i'm gonna stand by it now if you had given me 13 guesses that would have been the 13th guess (laughs) (laughs) am i 13th reason hey i feel that Eric, what about you? What about me? So I debated picking Blam because I think it's just a really cool track. However, I think it was in our top tracks on the OG Most Tasteless, and I think it was definitely in our top tracks on the reissue, and we finally have an opportunity to add it to the playlist. Renditions of Reality has got to be my pick, even if I'm not sure that's my favorite version. I want a version of it on our playlist, so it's got to go. I like it because that was my second, honestly. Okay, it's on Robbie. Favorite track. Right. I'm gonna Oh, this is tough. I literally thought this was gonna be a race to two songs between the three of us. And I was gonna, you know, get the easy 
third of renditions of reality remix but now i gotta sit here and look at ain't a damn thing changed and blam and decide which needs to be on this playlist Mm. and uh mother either one could be a good addition true i'm gonna go with ain't a damn thing changed and uh yeah i think that's that's i feel good about it okay there's absolutely fair y'all our twisted with us official playlist is nine songs 41 (laughs) minutes and seven seconds all right amazing and we also have five likes on this playlist already can you believe it (laughs) y'all if you would like to listen to this playlist and, and and follow along as we add in songs and this grows longer and longer it's linked down below. Uh, pop it a like and, and it'll be in your shit. And when it's updated, it's updated. Exactly. Love to hear. By the way, we now have two versions of what the fuck on. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't noticing that as well. I, as playlist. soon as you said it, I'm like, the shit's already on there. But OK, if you say so. Well, and you, you want to know the reason I leaned what the fuck is because I, I wanted to have this this version on there as a contrast because here's the deal yeah, it's going to be this perfect because everybody's have... going to hear it and then go oh it's on here again skip to the next track <laughs> no this i mean this is i'm looking at the long game this is eventually gonna have uh, what 100 tracks on it uh, it at better least. have way more than 100 probably might as well have 300 honestly i'm looking at this discography yeah it, i mean it, i mean and, and three songs three of albums? us adding to it yeah. now rather than yeah. two yeah Awesome. Okay, let's get to scores. Let's talk about scores. Let's score right. it up. Let's talk scores. Okay. Uh, obviously, like usual, y'all, we're going to score uh, music and beats, lyrics and flows, re-listenability, and overall vibe. I'll go first with music and beats. Uh, music and beats. There's some issues with some mixes here and there. There's some issues with uh, some beats being too busy, you know, being off, being too simple at times. Uh, and even having baffling orgasm noises in it uh, for no reason. <laughs> I would say the biggest issue with this album sonically is the music and beats. I don't think it's the lyrics and flows. Uh, so my music and beat score is lower is my lowest score. But that being said, it's a three. All right. Eric, what about you? Uh, you know, again, I also had challenged with the mixes on some of these and i also had challenged with some of these remixes because they're like alternate versions from most tasteless that i don't think are as musically refined as the originals which is weird uh we've also got some old house of crazies era stuff that is tough because they do have some simple production uh i i went with a three even though i debated potentially scoring it lower i think three is the right score robbie I'm also going to sit right here at a three. Um, weirdly, I'm looking over this track list, and I think the best beats on here to me are the uh, House of Crazies era stuff, just because I like that simple boom bap uh, loops. Oh, yeah. Loud and um, clear, same. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think with things like the renditions of reality remix, which I do think is is a really, really good, just, I mean, that's, to me, if you ask me what's good about that track, it's, you know, music and beats as opposed to the, the original. So, yeah, I think three is good because there's some there's some, you know, I think somebody dis new kind of sounds muddy and weird and there's some flaws. But I think overall it's it's solid. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, by the way, Eric, I teetered on a two and a half. I was so close to scoring I a two and a half. I was, yeah, yeah. I was. I was right there with you. 
Uh, perfect. Let's move on then to lyrics and flows. Eric, I'll let you start this one. Uh, lyrics and flows. What are your thoughts and uh, what did you score it? Man, Jamie goes so fucking hard on all those old Mr. Bones tracks. And obviously yeah. the twisted tracks are solid too. We have a few rough hooks here and there, but I think lyrics and flows, it'd be hard for me to score it less than a four. Fuck yeah. Robbie? Yeah, I'm going... Let's see. I'm going to kick it up, honestly, 4.5, just because some of these Mr. Bone songs, I just love the the wacky fun he's having and just how how unique it is to this project. So I'm going to I'm going to nudge it a little a little forward for that very reason. All right. I'm 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 going four on mine. Uh, I, I really think that, uh, yeah, those old House of Crazy, that that bumps it up so much for me. Yeah. Uh, just how hard Jamie was going during all that shit. It, it's nuts. Um, perfect. Let's go ahead and move on then to re-listenability. Robbie, re-listenability. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna re-listen it into I'm gonna say also four on this. Um a lot of it is a little redundant at this point, just given how music technology works and where these other songs exist. But like I said, I, I listened just like old school style, put the CD in a disc man in order to study for this uh, episode, and it plays fucking good. Um, it sounds, you know, it's fun to listen to uh, the, 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 the one re-listenability flaw I think is the long, long wait to get to that hidden track. Uh, as a kid, I probably listened to that track three times ever because it just took too fucking long. Oh, I'm so, sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. That drags it down a little bit, but overall I'm gonna give it a solid four. Perfect. Uh, so with re-listenability, you know, I was, I was verging on, uh, a four territory, uh, I ended up going three and a half. And the reason uh, I kind of knocked it down to three and a half is a lot of the stuff that I love on this that's not the old Mr. Bones scrapped EP have been widely available on on other things or their reimaginings of other things, you know, or what have you. So the stuff that I really want to re-listen to and the the stuff that I really want to seek out, I would say is is a lot of the Mr. Bones stuff, uh, you know, a lot of from that never release EP. So I think if we can just get that fucking intro, that's what I want to re-listen to. I don't want to re-listen to Cryptic Collection. I want to re-listen to the good songs from Cryptic Collection on whatever widely available release on Spotify that they ended up on also. Plus Mr. Bones EP, something weird. Eric, re-listenability. Uh, it's a tough one, and I agree with you. I do not want to re-listen to the remixes of most tasteless tracks, but I do want to re-listen to the Mr. Bones EP. Maybe I'm just going to make an, a playlist of those songs. I don't know. A three for re-listenability. Three for re-listenability. Overall vibe. I went on this one with a three and a half as well. A lot of the same reasons of sort of, you know, what my overall thoughts were. It it feels like something that is very valid and needed when you have the depth of information about House of Crazies. But as a casual listener at the time, it probably felt really just kind of strange and weird. So I gave it a three and a half. Robbie, uh, I'm going to go with a three. I think the overall vibe, it might be the worst part of this thing, honestly, in that if it had more and not that it would be necessary, but if it had more house of crazies material like actual house of crazies material it would make sense as kind of a 
catching new fans up to what these guys had done. But it's so specifically just tracks from one EP, a couple, you know, like uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Bones, and then just remixes for most tasteless that it just kind of it, it feels fragmented. And so, yeah, I'm going to go with just a, a little old three for overall vibe. You see, perfect. I don't think this album has a vibe. I think it's all over the place. Uh, yeah. And I mean, obviously, some of the forgotten freshness end up being that way, too. I gave this a 2.5. I don't think it's terrible to listen to, but I don't know what the tone of this album is because it's caught between two worlds in a way. So that's what I gave. Fair. It. Hell yeah. Well, uh, what does that bring our units to average unit? Our, our hatchet axes, axes, axes. It's axes, axe victims, axe murder victims. Axe murder victims. I like that, honestly. Yeah. You know what? We're just fucking around every time. Who cares? Yeah. This yeah, is uh, a 3.17 axe murder victims, which is a three axe chop swings. Honestly, respectable score. I like that. I feel like numbers didn't lie on that one. I think that's how it works as, a, as an album, though. I think it 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 works better than it should, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, you know, if you listen that. to our track by track, I think we all liked most of the tracks. But when I think about the album, I'm like, yeah, it's just OK. If that right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it I'm does, starting it to think maybe. So I listened to this album, obviously, through the files that Robbie provided us on Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't autoplay. The desktop browser doesn't autoplay the tracks. So I had to, every time I listened, I listened to it three times. Every time I listened to it, I would listen to the song and I'd have a few seconds to gather myself and then I'd listen to the next song. So I guess maybe when I was listening to this, it felt more like a collection of tracks than a put together release like it was. Does that make sense? Like maybe, yeah, maybe no, no. my. It's a collection of tracks. It is not a put together. Well, yeah, release. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It is definitely a collection of tracks, but it does. Okay. It, I never got a flow to it. Yeah. Yeah. Even if the flow never existed. Listen, uh, listen on Spotify. Place. See what you think. It's just going to be missing that blaze track and scare at the end, basically. So which honestly make, means it ends with a really cool renditions of reality. Remix, yeah, so. it kind of ends True. in the right place. True. Interesting. To this point, every Twisted album ends with that song <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> Three releases. Oh, yes. I cannot wait to, to get to Freak Show in a couple weeks. And finally, listen to renditions of reality for a fourth time as an album <laughs> It's not a show oh, remix. Sorry. Oh fuck! Well, you know what? I'm busy that day. Um, <laughs> you, buddy, yo. you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. <laughs> Next episode is volume two of ICP songs we still miss. So Eric and I will be doing that, and then after that, we're gonna take a short break as we do a quick recoup from life events. Yes. And then we'll be back in late February with our review of Twisted's 2000 album Freak Show. I'm stoked. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Big same. No, it's it's going to be a good one. As we're recording this, uh, Twisted just announced they're putting a brand new edition of uh, Freak Show up for sale tonight uh, with uh, CDs, vinyl and cassettes. So by oh, the time we record that, I might have a new uh, a new cassette version to be playing to study for. I might look at that. The vinyl version of it. Anyway, am I yeah, am I just, am I justifying uh buying re-releases as they come out as we review? <laughs> Fine. Sure. <laughs> Let's go. This is going to be great. Yeah, Eric, until next episode, where can people find us, interact with us, tell us uh that we're uh awesome, tell us that we're lame, 
tell us to shut up. Where can people do that? You can go to our website, icpwwe.com. There you will find links to all of our shit, Discord, Instagram, Twitter, email, merch site, Patreon, and we're going to add a link to Robbie's Twisted History channel so you can oh go God. hit that shit. And we should probably think about putting some official Twisted With Us merch up at some point. Oh, yeah. good idea. Yeah. I can already see it. Uh, a cartoon of Robbie just doing a line of anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. With us. <laughs> it's just Scott Ian's uh, beard going up my nose. Oh. <laughs> oh. You, you just snorting him up eyebrows first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not eyebrows fun. really are, truly are the cocaine lines of the face, wouldn't you say? There's no, no other one. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are a lot of places that you can find us. And by the way, I would love to shout out the true patriots of Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> our over-the-shoulder boulder holders, uh, our patrons, Rob, Viron, Corey, Scotty, Bob, Robbie, Austin, Chuck, and Pino Owino. Thank you all so much for continuously holding our boulders uh, via the over-the-shoulder method. I appreciate and, that. And our newest patron, Andrew... Andy Powwow, uh, you fucking loser. I was going to say, you let, you let losers in the Patreon? Then? We do. We do. Right. I think at Man, some point the that? public ridicule needs to end. But no, seriously, uh, stoked to have your support and to have you in the Discord and just losering it up. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> You bring a real loser presence to the Discord that we just we we can't live without. So I appreciate it, Andy. Yeah. Um, uh, before we wrap this up, I want to send one more congratulations or potentially condolences to Robbie for officially joining the Twisted with Us team. The congratulations is really to us. We are the ones gaining, and oh, well. and really our listeners, they're gaining some reputable words and some probably true entertainment and humor from uh, a really clever twisted dude that was like a horrible thing to say i I don't know got away from me i'm i'm very stoked for this reveal to happen and for everybody to freak the fuck out i think it's gonna happen i heard there's gonna be riots (laughs) there might be i don't know also people can uh if they're in the discord see that we're recording this right now so who knows they might be Beating us oh, true. They, I, they I was watching to see if people were talking beating about us it. down at the door right now. Yeah. Uh, well, you're too kind. I'll say that about the kind words. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I was I was sheepishly hinting like I'll do any of the ones you guys want. I'm happy to come on any <laughs> episode. And what I meant by that was, please make me a third host. <laughs> it's funny because we were talking about it. And when I intentionally sort of said, hey, Robbie, can you give me a list of episodes you think it would be important to have you on? And you were kind of like, well, I mean, I'd be happy to be on any. And I was like, okay. And then we started seeing people saying really great stuff about you being on the show. I think it made it an easy choice. So thank you for for uh, subtly, not subtly letting us know that you were interested. I love it. Even when uh, Eric and I were talking about it privately, like saying, oh, should we like see if he just wants to do the." Even then, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, he's going to shut us down. He's going to be like, no, you fucking losers. I don't have time for this shit. You like, guys are not funny and you <laughs> suck. 
like, and here I, I am. Like, oh, guys, gonna think like, uh, no. And I'm, I'm, I'm copying. I'm, I'm sending screenshots of my messages to Blade and going, "Is this too forward? Is this too much?" So. <laughs> oh, oh. So now I know that Blade giving some feedback, saying it would be great if Robbie was on every episode, was actually you speaking I think, Blade. I, I think they said that before that, but yeah. Um, uh, they, I was about they, to say my whole life is a lie, and I have to rethink having you on this fuck. show now. Actually, it's so, all well, seemed you know so sincere. Until nice I found out. <laughs> uh, no, we're stoked to have you. I look forward to the next season and the following season. And I, I don't know, you might be stuck with us for a long time because Twisted is steady dropping new music. So absolutely, know these boys, like nobody knows these boys, and boy, do they drop something every three to six months. They sure so, do. Uh, Love to hear a minute. Yeah. Y'all, this has been another successful episode, I've decided. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. For Eric and Robbie. Me. I'm Aaron. Big old whoop whoop. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. We still haven't figured out how to end these fucking things. We're gonna figure it out. We need suggestions. We say whoop whoop for the ICP episodes. What do we say for this? Big old um, chop chop. No, not that's so no. That's also an ICP song. It, it is <laughs> True, an ICP yeah. song. God damn. Um, no, I didn't tell you did it. After it. No. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the one with I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking of the Beverly Kills one. <laughs> yeah. Those guys are chopping left and right. I love that you went second deck, Aaron. That's that's interesting. I, I had yeah, I went second deck. I think it's because that one was the one that went viral on uh TikTok. Dang. Oh, it's because yeah. you're 18 years old. I forgot. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, uh if you if you, uh, a big old uh, here, how about this? For Eric and Robbie, I'm Aaron. Fuck off. Bye. No, uh, no, okay. God damn it. That's a shaggy thing. God damn it. This is Robbie oh. for Aaron and Eric saying, if I licked your pussy, would you suck my dick? Uh. <laughs> for Eric and Aaron, uh, for, for Eric and Robbie, I'm Aaron finger licking after <laughs> pussy fingering. Goodbye. Damn it. You stole mine. Fuck. <laughs> now I've got nothing. Uh. Hey, for for Aaron and for Robbie, I'm Eric. This has been yet another episode where we review renditions of reality. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, why Every don't we week. just end the show playing renditions of reality? <laughs> Every time. <laughs>